on. Okay. <laughs> Wait, all right. So I'll start, but should we just? I can do the intro first, then if we want or no. Well, do we want? Do we want this riffing about all these kind of yeah, like intro no, topics? We, we have to. We have to. Oh yeah, sure. Let, let's record ourselves with Nick taking the quiz. Oh yeah, let's let's do that. We can do that at the beginning then. <laughs> yes. All right, cool. So Kieran showed me. Yulia is going to take I the quiz too. This quiz, this quiz. Have no. you taken it yet, Rob? Yes. Okay. Yes. So no, Yulia and I are the only two. No, you should take it. I should take it. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'll do. How populist are I? <laughs> uh, take qu- I like how they have two uh, big ballers in politics, <laughs> Trump being very presidential. And, uh, I'm going to make him really confused. One of, her, one of her classic faces. That's the uh, Kermit the Frog face. He does that whenever he's like concerned. <laughs> okay. So I really that, hope. Really so welcome to the worst political compass of all time, where yeah. you think the vertical axis is authoritarian versus non-authoritarian. Oh, no. No, 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 no! I don't even know what this like. What is this supposed to be? It's populism is at the top, and non-populism is at the bottom. Yeah, and then there's and then there's left and right, a and good old just, classic. Um, <laughs> so I'm aiming for like top left, then. Yeah, like look where yeah. Bernie is there, and Listen, look where yeah. Pablo Iglesias. I've already spoiled it that. I got Pablo Iglesias when I did this quiz. <laughs> okay. I want... Actually, you know, I see uh, Nigel Farage over there. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for the populist right. Yeah, so look at the, look at the oh, non-populist look at right. It's just... <laughs> just Barack America. Obama actually got that close She's to the line. Right? Barack Obama is like the most like like lukewarm politician that exists. Currently. Oh, yeah. No, they had nothing for that quadrant. Non-populist yeah. left. Because neither <laughs> of them belong there. No. I mean, to Not be really. fair, like... like uh, Barack Obama belongs like on the same diagonal whatever as Merkel. Yeah. But but he's further to the left of Evo Morales on this. What the fuck? That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Evo Morales, the dude who fucking gave the Pope a hammer and sickle, like, like crucifix. So. <laughs> like, come on. The Love him. Fucking slipping. All right. All right. Take okay. the quiz. First question. Where wait, do I, have you to, live? I have to. I have to. All right, wait. Where do I live? I live Germany, so EU, excluding UK. Age. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, um, yeah, there. No, you, you can't wait. Uh, I thought we were commenting this, so you can't say there. Well, no, but I also <laughs> don't want to. Okay. Gender. <laughs> yeah. This is just a ruse to dox yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Exact okay. address. Yeah. <laughs> Social security number. Why uh, aren't you telling me, you coward? Okay, that was just, okay. Politicians should always listen closely to the problems of the people. Yeah. Like, strongly agree. Strongly? All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to only do strongly or strongly disagree, so I end up... Politicians don't have to spend time among... <laughs> you know how you phrase a question? You put it in the negative. <laughs> Wait, can you can you guys read this for me? Yeah. Because um, yeah, yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. it more fun. I- I'll do it. Uh, politicians don't have to spend time among ordinary people to do a good job. That's a strong disagree. All right. The government is pretty much run by a few big interests looking out for themselves. I mean, yeah. Does <laughs> <laughs> that mean, yeah, I tend to agree? Do you strongly agree that it's pretty much run? Bitch, I'm a Marxist. What do you think? <laughs> you go with this one. Uh, government officials use their power to try to improve people's lives. All right. I'm going to give that a tend to disagree because I want to at least... Uh, no, give give, give, that, give that a full. Yeah, it's gone. Too late. You go to previous question, you prick. That's not good radio. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, no, 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 no. Disagree. Okay. Yeah, okay. You can tell if you can tell if a person is good or bad if you know their politics. Like just general people. Yeah. 
that's, that's the beauty of the quiz. It's like a riddle. Okay. <laughs> Text unto itself. This is kind of a. This is one of those like really bad political quizzes that just like want you to get the answer that they want you to get. Aren't they it? supposed to be like science scientists and shit? No, of course it's the Guardian. <laughs> They're just a bunch of like yeah. yuppies who but think that team they are. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to talk about some of the. This Guardians is just Buzzfeed, but they all have mortgages. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, I'm going to do on that one. I'm going to do a uh, attend to disagree, because. Yeah, so the question is, you, you can, can tell, tell if a person is good or bad if you know their politics. Yeah, tend to tend disagree. Because there's a lot of leftists I really fucking don't like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should I? Uh, the people I disagree with politically are not evil. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you define as evil, the Guardian? Uh... We were just That's a stupid fucking question. <laughs> I was yeah. so quick to answer this. <laughs> I was like, strongly disagree. They are evil. I, <laughs> I'm gonna do, I, I think evil. I'm going to go with you then there. Yeah, they're just, they're straight up fucking evil. Disagree. Like, I can't take that question seriously. Like, come yeah. on. The power of a few special interests prevents our country from making progress. Uh, strongly, strongly agree. Our country. I'm, I'm glad that they specified my country on yeah. that one. A lot of information, uh, a lot of important information, is deliberately concealed yes. from the public <laughs> out of self-interest. <laughs> can, can I read this one? Oh yeah, here's can I read this one? I, okay. I have to can read this. Uh, I have to read this question. Uh. Patriotism. <laughs> oh God. Um. Uh. Tend to disapprove. <laughs> tend to disapprove. You heard it here, folks. Okay, can Nas- I do this one, please? Please. <laughs> oh, that's <Okay>. a question. <laughs> nationalism. <laughs> <laughs> Strongly disapprove. Nationalism, very bad. Right. Not good. <laughs> what are you doing? You didn't click it. It won't go. <laughs> it doesn't want you There's to click it. There's only one answer. For they don't one. want you to. <laughs> free no. market. No. Oh my God. No. Strongly disapprove of the free market. <laughs> this is a rapid fire. Okay. Free trade. <laughs> free trade isn't like. Do they mean like? Uh, how can you like? How can you dislike the free market but free trade? <laughs> 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 all right. Like, all right, hang on. I have taken a new bold political position. I am against the free market but for free well, trade. Well, no, because you you could totally be that. You could totally be against the free market but then want there to be like symbiotic trade amongst you know people but they don't ever mean that of course yeah so but in do you want it to be free or not that's the question well, like the free movement of of goods and whatnot doesn't need to be, whatever i'm not going to well, break it down in probably, an economic they sense need they mean it in a, in a neoliberal i, I refer regulated uh, like free trade yeah, so yeah, what i'm hearing way. is a lot of waffle i refer you to the original question yeah. which is free trade yeah okay <laughs> then in that case then strongly disagree disapprove us or disagree but yeah very problematic oh. renewable energy <laughs> yeah good strongly approve of that pollution control yeah <laughs> like i want to control pollution is that an approve that's or a strongly approve a strongly it approved. didn't sound wow. like a strong do you by any approved. chance want to control it like some sort of like poison ivy batman villain like characters yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> conservatism strongly disapprove of conservatism Come on, we got we got like last church. last last <laughs> week we already discussed that. That one's delicious. Church authority also strongly disapprove of that. Which church? All of them, <laughs> except for the true church. Oh, oh, left left wing people <laughs> strongly approve. I don't know. You just answered a uh, tend to approve. Look at us. You sure? Strongly approve. 
Social. Oh yeah, come on, socialism. I you're reading your own questions. Because these are words; they're not questions. <laughs> you're not. You're not taking the. You're oh. not taking respect to this quiz. Come on. Fine. Yeah. Gay marriage. <laughs> Uh, everyone, everyone should, everyone should, should gay marriage. So strong, strongly approve. Oh. oh, you gotta, you gotta let Luna. In. Mandatory gay marriage. Mandatory gay marriage. <laughs> Last one. Adoption by homosexuals. Actually, uh, only homosexuals should be able to adopt. So strongly approve. Strongly approve, baby. Whoa, the results are. Are you ready? To do, I get, do I get, do I get the coveted two point Do I get it? Do I get it? Do I get it? Yeah. Let's it's go. a different. It's a different metric, man. I'm sorry oh, to disappoint. Fuck. <laughs> we did it! Big I got ass populous here. I'm similar to Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Wow, All right, Bernie cool. You're least similar to Donald Trump, though. Yeah. So if we that's scroll- their fucking like <laughs> that's it. Donald Trump is the most right wing populist person you can pull out of your fucking ass. Yeah, apparently. Oh, this makes me so mad. So this is this is also okay. So Caron's unbridled fucking rant about this thing because this is the thing I discovered. So can you scroll back up there again? Now, for anyone who doesn't know, and because this is an audio medium, most <laughs> this is where it became really fucking disappointing for the Guardian readers. Look where most of their readership fucking ended up. They're like, populism's bad. Why are all our why readers... Why are we all populists? Why are all our readers left-wing populists? I don't like it. Um, yeah, like, they had absolutely... Who are the fucking idiots who get down here? Well, actually, you can, you can, uh, can kind you of figure it that? out can because you? you can't click on it, but you can sort, for example... Male's gonna Female, be down in the mail. 55 to 65 from the UK, and you know, you get you okay. get one. Limit some hours. Are they all right? They're all right. No, they're not in the UK, I don't think. I think they're it's gonna be like there. young guys are gonna. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> of course. Oh, damn it. I was hoping it'd be Australian. Some, like, I guarantee you, it's like the, the people who scored down there, like the like three idiots who read Reason magazine. <laughs> okay, we got oh, yeah. It's a. The only non-populist right is the 18 to 25 male from the rest of the world. <laughs> the rest of the world. It's like one We're, we're going to find you. <laughs> uh, you know, I just love a good a good riddle. You know, you have a you have a populist that always tells the that always lies. You have a an elite that always tells the truth. I wish they would give you like doors. historical similarities. That'd be cool because at least when you take like that big political compass one, you get ones of like Mahatma Gandhi was like over here, or Stalin was over here. Are you talking about the Myers Briggs test? The really, yeah. The, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not that one. That one's that one's the one that then's on that axis, right? Uh, Myers Briggs the sixteen options, and then it tells you like you're most like. No, no, no. That's the really problematic one that was made yeah. by a libertarian to be like you should be a libertarian, and it's yeah. made so that then authoritarians on the top, uh, on the like authoritarian left wing, is the top. Uh, like corner and the bottom corner is libertarian like right wing free market fun time and that's where he wants you to end up yeah but no it's the different one it's the one that has like a hundred and something questions kind of similar to the one that we took yeah that you sent us but it yeah. like it puts you on like a on a on a xy axis yeah, yeah, yeah it's like the really traditional one but if you go up to the their first graph where it like this is kind of what makes me feel like the whole populism label is kind of just I guess they tried to get equal numbers for each side, but they ended up just getting more people on the left. Uh, if we can't Barack I Obama, still not, <laughs> I, I, still, I still do not know how Evo Morales is like a centrist by these standards. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> He's a true radical centrist. <laughs> yeah, this graph makes no fucking sense. 
Okay, I, I think that's some good content. Should we start? I think that? that is. Also, that is. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Nigel Farage, but he's not further to the right than Victor Orban. No, oh, no, oh God, no. no. That was the thing that pissed or me off. Ni- or Matteo Salvini. Yeah. <laughs> Matteo Salvini wants to round up the Roma. Yeah. <laughs> so does Victor Orban. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm imagining the version of this. <laughs> not right-wing enough. <laughs> Nigel Farage wants I to love, let them I run think, free. Wait, there's the other... The other. I mean, we're not going to pull up all these... All these uh, uh, beautiful horrible charts that they have but there's the one that then like Erdogan scores like I don't like a 1.2 yeah. out of 2 or something like 1.5. that 1.5 oh he scores 1.5 put some respect on his name oh okay yeah. cool yeah you know my leader you know showing respect my leader, I've I've accepted now that that Autumn Greece is, is once you know they, they probably would have scored Matteo Salvini. They would have <laughs> scored Matteo Salvini better if instead of like free trade and then like conservatism, it was just Roma Sinti. Victor Orban would be good on that as well. Yeah, what do you think? Approved, it's actually approved? the quiz isn't straightforward. It's actually a branching path quiz. So you basically once you say yes to church authority, they just ask you to like arrange races <laughs> in some sort of hierarchy. It's just like, it's a thing of just like, of, of like, of silhouettes of skulls <laughs> and you have to match them. Who's that ethnicity? <laughs> da, da, da. It's like a sparkle quiz. Can you name all 16 racial classifications from the Spanish Empire? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, too bad. You got Tino. <laughs> Time to die. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Corner Spatey. Finally, everyone is back from either vacation or being ousted because they're Irish. We have um, myself, Nick, with Yulia, Rob, and Kieran. And today, uh, we're going to be talking about this lovely, fun buzzword in Europe and the U.S. that is populism. And uh, we all have a very strong opinion about it, as we already took a quiz, <laughs> as you probably already heard. A BuzzFeed-esque quiz. Yeah, The Guardian is, is uh, yeah, killing it, <laughs> to say the least. They're killing all right. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some fucking news before we get into that bullshit, though, which is, is going to be fun and... Might be edited out. Breaking fucking news. Um, a large portion of Dutch society is shit. Um, that's Kieran's hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can rationalize this if anyone wants. <laughs> or we can just leave that comment hanging. No, no, just, just leave it as is. Yeah, you know, I, let the audience <laughs> decipher what you mean by that. <laughs> Uh, can you explain to our listeners what happened in the in the Netherlands? Because maybe they don't know, and by the listeners, I mean me. That's <laughs> me too. But I also I just don't know because I don't care about what happens in that stupid yeah. country. Fucking I never trusted the Dutch. Me either. EU fucking wonk hours with Kieran. Um Yeah, there was the provincial elections in the Netherlands, which is like local elections, except they're the people who elect the Senate. The Senate's not directly elected; it's all the local politicians who do it. Cool. Um, and a new fucking right-wing party has just suddenly popped up out of nowhere because Geert Wilders wasn't man enough to kick out all the Muslims, apparently. So a new party has arisen called you Forum for I Democracy. I fucking knew that he was pussy. <laughs> like, well, I yeah. called it. Geert Wilders has been fucking spiraling in terms of, like, popularity in his own circles because, like, the last big thing I heard from him was that he had a Muhammad drawing competition. 
Um, As one does. Because that's how you agitate in the modern political world is you do a joke from like a 2006-esque episode of South Park, uh, but in politics. And then like he got the ultimate portrayal when like the second most powerful man in his party converted to Islam. <laughs> he's not even of like an ethnic background that's like steeped in islamic culture he's like just a white dutch guy who converted he, to he islam. informed himself so much about islam that he kind of yeah he was like actually fuck like this, it. this is good <laughs> uh he, he yeah i don't know what happened there but like Geir Wilders has been on the down and this new party has kind of taken its place called forum for democracy which is led by a guy called Thierry Baudot, or Baudet. Um, he is basically a Dutch Jordan Peterson. Um, I mean, he knows theory, so... Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's really proud of the fact that he has a PhD. Um, that being said, it is super common for like politicians in Europe to fake their PhDs. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. huge, dude. Yeah, Sebastian Gorka. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's called himself the leading intellectual in Dutch politics. But that's not that's not hard to do. Also Sebastian Gorka. <laughs> <laughs> and the really terrifying thing about this, right, is he's now the second highest polling party in the Netherlands, which is what Geert Wilders' party was. But all those percentage points weren't lost by Geert Wilders. So what that essentially means is there were more shitty, racist, ethno-nationalist Dutch people who just who existed, but they just didn't like Geert Wilders. And now they have another outlet. <laughs> so the ceiling of Geert Wilders' support was not the ceiling of all the racists in the Netherlands. There were more. <laughs> so that's fun to have numbers for. <laughs> yeah, I just I like to imagine all these people who saw Geert Wilders and said, nah, that's too crazy. But then, you know, Theory comes along and he's... Uh, phd and like a youtube dad yeah. and they're like great i can get behind this oh also he talks about cultural marxism all the oh, fucking time which favorite. is great that that's happening on a national level um he's also <laughs> i think he's still friends with milo yadonopoulos <laughs> who is still friends <laughs> how i don't know how would you reach him he's banned on all social media like what does he contact oh, him on, on instagram he's not is he still on instagram he's think he's still on instagram yeah. and what i've recently been seeing is that he's been auctioning off like very weird things to pay for his fees like uh, like his oh, lawyer yeah, fees yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, yeah. so you can you can bid on a a dinner a private dinner with Milo Yiannopoulos and <laughs> you can also then have him party with you afterwards if he that likes you dangerous. so the party isn't even <laughs> patreon guaranteed goals. Yeah. patreon goals <laughs> yeah so the party isn't even guaranteed. It's only yeah. then if he likes you. So the thing that is guaranteed is you <laughs> can get to have dinner with him. Yeah. So we're literally just going on a date with him. You're basically. going on a date with him, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you're lucky, you get to yeah you get to hang out with him, become BFFs, and uh, you know free the uh, the world from cultural Marxism together with your best friend, your new best friend. I still like the thought that like he was banned from all these social medias, and then he was banned for from paypal for sending a jewish woman 14 dollars and 88 cents he found a way to use paypal to be a shit person which i find impressive on a certain level wait milo did that yeah what a little bitch <laughs> no. when you're running out of money and you're just like, like i'm still going to send money just so i can own the jews <laughs> 
think he just does that himself to like get off on it, right? Because his um, there was that BuzzFeed expose where they talked to like one of his interns who he just like abused um, and like made him write everything. And his password for his email was like Kristallnacht or something. So like just him and his uh, dumb interns will see it. But he's just I imagine just like chuckling to himself like ha 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 successfully trolled them again <laughs> with, my, with own my, my own password. my own password. No, that's so good because eventually at a certain point he'll get so desperate to own people he'll just reveal all his remaining passwords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, actually, someone just get his credit card number because his pin is definitely 1488. <laughs> uh, I know this is going a while back but I wanted to make the joke that um, just like right wing especially Europeans just think like drawing Muhammad is either the funniest shit ever or just like it, like an like a superpower that they have mm-hmm. like I imagine if, if they think there's like an undercover FBI they'll be like how about you draw Muhammad or something and then if, <laughs> then if then they'll reveal themselves because they can't do it that, that's how they think if they think it is the like strongest political action you can take yeah. they're gonna be like they're gonna really just get fucked up when they find out like about like I don't know 1200 years of Islamic art that exists before like Wahhabism takes power in Saudi Arabia but whatever <laughs> okay next next item It's your shit. I thought you wanted to talk about it. my shit? The, the one I highlighted. Oh, damn, you added this. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so finally, you know, uh, I think that, you know, Greeks and Turks can agree that this is the uh, the, the most solid move by our, uh, our new uh, sultan, uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, that just out of nowhere today, he decides, or I guess yesterday technically, just decides that the uh, Hagia Sophia has to be turned back into a mosque, <laughs> which... It's not like they just built a big one next to it. <laughs> 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 um, uh, how do I start on this? Because this is like literally one that, that um, I need to watch what I say because it gets it can get very bad very quickly. I'm going to get so sloppy on Twitter on your behalf, don't worry. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> So, uh, for for people who do not know the history of Hagia Sophia, it was built during the Byzantine Empire by what we would, I, would, I guess, now call the Greeks. And uh, when the Ottoman Empire rose around, what, I don't know, 700 years ago or something? Yeah. The oh, golden years. The golden years, yeah. <laughs> by the way, it's in Istanbul. I have to, I have to you know, mention that first. <laughs> If you are just completely dumb and have no idea about this big building that is in the middle of this fucking city. Yeah, so this has been a big talking point for about 500 years <laughs> between Greeks and Turks. And it will never, <laughs> of course, be solved because you have just dipshits like Erdogan always having to one-up. You know, kind of like with the, with, with, with the Macedonia thing, with the whole naming thing that, yeah. you know, like they're... And also super recent and super chill conflict between oh, Greece yeah. and someone yeah, yeah, yeah. else. Like, like uh, back in the 70s, like Greece literally left NATO for like two weeks because Turkey, <laughs> Turkey invaded Cyprus, of course. Like we forget about that Turkey still occupies yeah, yeah. half of Cyprus. And Greece was so pissed that they're like, yeah, we're fucking leaving NATO. And then they were like, wait, we kind of need this because, you know... Uh, uh, maybe not need it, but you know the government that was in power was more or less just like a CIA-backed dictatorship. So, yeah, history, fun shit. So, um, yeah, 
uh, I'm really excited to see what the response from Golden Dawn is on this. <laughs> well, aren't there are there any valuable cultural targets in Greece that they'll just like also try to do something? Oh, with? Erdogan's literally just said that he wants to just like like just reoccupy Thrace. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that press conference it was so fucking bothered. It was just Cyprus talking about trade and college students, and then yeah. Erdogan's like, "What if we redraw redrew the boundaries?" <laughs> What if I just own Thrace again? <laughs> and, like, the thing that is that is really, um, you can look at it as funny or as problematic and sad is that there is a fear amongst some Greeks, like, I would say a legitimate fear of, uh, you know, towns and cities that are close to Turkey, especially, um, like, Alexandropoli and uh, Thessaloniki that are up in the north, that you'll kind of, like, run across these comments in German and English if you, like, read on the articles that these people who live there are like, yeah, like, I, I, I'm not comfortable with this. Like, I don't think that Turkey's going to come and, like, you know, invade us. But I am, you know, like, like the possibility of this happening. Because I, mean, I guess we have to look at this in the grand scheme, too, is that Greece finds themselves kind of, like, useless in the European Union. They don't think that then in the EU or in NATO that anyone will really have their back. Because Turkey is a much more important ally in trade and in military. And is stuff. in NATO. Like. And is also in NATO, too. Like. And, like, you're forgetting the biggest reason, but the EU are all Islamists, so they love Turkey. Of Turkey's. course, yeah, because... Uh, uh, people people don't talk about yeah, this. Yeah, people do why, not talk about Why is about no one pointed out? The piss that, tape is real, and it's yeah. of Jean-Claude Juncker and Erdogan Hazard. Like, 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 to, to, to be, in, you know, incredibly not funny here, but the reason that then Greece and Turkey are, are both members of NATO is because the United States went stomped out the communist movements in both countries in the 40s and 50s and pretty much coaxed both of them to you know one positive thing is that they don't okay go back a little bit further with that the greeks the greek communists and the turkish communists both fucking liked each other and they're both comrades and that was problematic obviously for the for, for the western bloc and so the west kind of you know enhanced that fun nationalist side of things but then made them both join nato at the same time to kind of like be like you guys can be nationalists and hate each other and shit like that yeah but we would like this to develop into a football rivalry and that's yeah. it <laughs> and uh so it is it is i mean you know yeah this is this is just a really it's just the fucking icing on the cake for me. Like, I love reading shit like this about Erdogan. It really makes it fun. And I also, yeah, I mean, keep them coming, Kieran. Like, I really appreciated reading this this morning. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I But I'm just going to say it now. Um, uh, I am accepting Erdogan as my new leader. Yeah. Like, I'm going back to the borders of Greece in, like, you know, the 1600s. Yeah. That's just me personally. And I'm also going to one-up and say that the EU probably just has enough money to give Erdogan, like... Moldova, which we will just rename Bessarabia for him, and it'd be fine. It's grand. Uh, let's just give him Greece, a country that's invented democracy and has had democracy uninterrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that's the case. Don't look into the 70s. <laughs> or anything. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's um, a pretty good segue because we're talking about um, international solidarity among the people and then kind of uh, the state or like super super state uh, intervention and driving people against each other uh to talk about populism ah yes hey. <laughs> <laughs> julia's uh, here by the way yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <hi>. <laughs> um, she was just kind of cruising on her phone the past like 10 minutes while we were talking about <laughs> turkish greek relations <laughs> <Love> <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we uh, might have solved the situation. Yeah. <laughs> so before we we dive into what the the Guardian says populism is, what um, what do we know about populism, folks? Yo, what, it fucking what, sucks. What, what That's can all we tell I know. the populism tell our sucks. If it weren't for populism, Hillary Clinton and Emmanuel Macron would have gotten married by now and <laughs> would have been leaders of NATO. She is she is about like his his age type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Macron likes them a certain That's age, yes. <laughs> when the EU like gets what it wants and there's like a mandated uh like dare version about teaching kids about populism, then everyone will know not to be populist from a very early age. But now you know, people don't know. People don't know what's out there. But luckily, there's... Uh, Not even once, kids. <laughs> there are fearless, independent <laughs> Just journalists. Say no Just say no to populism. <laughs> and if they listen, that's populist. <laughs> there are fearless journalists willing to take... W- willing to speak yeah. dangerous truths and tell people what, you know, is uncomfortable to hear, but they need to know. And I'm talking about The Guardian. Yeah, but I remember, you know... I mean, the name is already The Guardian. They just try to protect us. (laughs) Yeah, thank goodness. I remember this one time I was was playing basketball out here, and this one kid kind of, like, calls me over. He's like, yo, hey, bro, you know... Like, you want you want some of this fresh populism? And I, just, I couldn't <laughs> say no. So drifting into drifting into this, uh, they did this series about populism, which we'll go into more detail. And a part of that, they got celebrities who are like celebrity politicians who are the victims of populism, right? Right? Oh fuck <laughs> off! Yeah. Uh, Holy shit! No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. The black yeah. book of populism. <laughs> oh my god! Populism killed two million. Ukrainians. Uh, <laughs> populism caused ultimate. <laughs> anyway, they got the, the victims of populism as their like flagship article writers, right? Which is okay. By their definition of populism, sure, Hillary Clinton lost an election to Donald Trump. I'll give them that. Matteo Renzi lost an election to um, fucking five star movement and Lenega Nord or La Lega as they're called now. Um, the the Italian a- party that was so <laughs> racist it was racist against other Italians. That's how I always Classic. describe La Lega. Cool move, <laughs> like you know, really, really, you know, playing, playing, playing the hits. Yeah. for Italians. That being said, like. Renzi lost for other reasons. He was just disastrously shit. And you can't be a centrist in Italy. Come on. Like, yeah, this no. Isn't, yeah. This isn't like. Have they ever had a centrist? Like stable leader? Has for, it, first off, has Italy ever had a stable government? Like we have to, <laughs> we have to first address that. Uh, Mussolini, bro. Um, no, yeah, fucking. No, ends with him fucking like hanged in the middle. There of was fucking some good year. <laughs> Things weren't stable. Um, uh, we've always been at war with Ethiopia, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So fucking. No, Renzi tried to be Macron back before anyone realized that, like, trying to be Macron was shit, which is why I posit that we call Renzi Macaroni, because he's Italian Macron. Ah. Uh, but, um. But, um, dish. <laughs> That's going to joke prison. Um, where was I going? Yeah, okay. But then the third person they have as the supposed victim of populism is tony blair yo what <laughs> that's why no. no one likes him anymore because populism. wait okay speaking Definitely of tony not. blair yeah oh, we're gonna get to this later but we have his like all-star one of his all-star just heavy hitters when it comes to political science coming up later don't don't spoil it yeah i'm not oh, yeah, spoil yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. i'm just saying like one of the uh, one of the head what, what what is his position he's like a head political scientist for the 
Tony Blair Foundation. Of Tony Blair. Just literally that, like, Tony Blair made a foundation so that then he could just, like, get off of war crimes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. This is a this is a complicated topic. So what I really appreciate about the British Vox is that they give us numbers to deal with, and we can actually you know just grasp these complex ideas and put a number. You know what I've always wanted to know: just how populist are you? The populism points. I want actually I want Anthony Fantano to just review <laughs> yeah. every single one of these populists <laughs> and give me a, a one out of ten rating. But I mean, as as we've I think started to lay out here, the Guardian is. Very biased in that anyone who's populist is bad and not populist is very good. Mm. So just to take a... Take because a I want Tony Blair back into power. The only yeah. reason they fucking brought in Tony Blair is it's because of... Fu- it's a fucking anti-Corbin dog whistle. It's like... Tony Blair lost to populism. No, he didn't. He lost to fucking Tony from fucking Cameron. What are you talking about? We should say that uh, Tony Blair has a 0.1 so it's 0 to 2 2 is the most populist and 0 is not populist at all and Tony Blair actually has a 0.1 he's been acting a little naughty the queen <laughs> is An- Angela Merkel with that pure 0 10 out of 10 like a classic record yeah, yeah. I uh, I think this just has to go to the fact that Oh, Yulia, you're going to chime in. Finally, here we are. I have something for Yulia. We have, uh, like, not, what, 50, not, it, it 50 just, minutes in, and you uh, finally yeah, opened it. Sorry, it was just Angela Merkel, and I had a zero, and I just thought about, like, that is kind of the thing that Angela Merkel does as a zero, right? Well, a zero. Oh! It's a black zero. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, that is, like, the CD, uh, yeah, yeah. CDU's yeah, policy of, of the black zero. Zero everywhere. Zero yeah, in populism, zero. zero when it comes to Verschuldung. Like Death. literally Death. just fucking Death. the Coke Zero of parties, yeah. yeah. Which is just the most boring poly- party in Europe, and I do not know how they win. The most boring flavor of Coke. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is great because I don't know where it is in here, but you know who else got a zero is Gerhard Schröder. What? <laughs> no, no lie, somewhere in the documents, the only other zero that I found is Gerhard Schröder. So they're holding it down for the Germans. Damn, that is a horrible last like twenty five years of I would German love leadership. Just, I would love if just in the papers it was like, and uh, and these are how the points were allocated. And lastly, we don't understand German, so <laughs> zeros. <laughs> they seem very stern and mad at the people, so they get zeros. Um, yeah, maybe I want to talk a little bit about the the other end of the of the spectrum. Um, we're just the big ballers, the, though. To, you yeah. know, this is like the, you know, this is the fucking D League. The left side's the fucking D League. Like, no one wants to be over there. Here on the right, you know, we were talking about basketball last week. Like, this is where this is where the where, where the boys and girls and what, what I think is actually just guys come to play. <laughs> you know, we got. Who should I start with? We'll start start with start the, from the bottom with, with with your boy and go up. Yeah. Okay, okay. We uh, started from the bottom. <laughs> starters, yeah, starting from the the middle. Now we're gonna be at the top. Um, <laughs> with a one point five. Wait, actually, before I do the one point five, um, Victor Orban has a zero point nine. Who is a literal blood and soil nationalist? <laughs> the amount of time. Look, it's really great when I listen to like him. I listen to his speeches because like you're fluent in Hungarian, obviously, no, like, just well, like how the uh, yeah. Guardian can't speak German. Well, people don't know this, but when you when you know Irish, it's like a Rosetta Stone for all European languages. <laughs> yes, it's, oh, it's, badass. That's I, I was li- I've, I've been watching I've been watching Irish Actually, Hotep videos. <laughs> that's what I learned. What is kind of funny that they couldn't uh, write on any Greek leaders because they couldn't find anyone that was speaking uh, Greek fluently well enough to to be 
on this because <laughs> they're panel just of scientists. because they're like like as I said like as I said in the first maybe episode, there was also no Greek person that wanted to be part no, of no because this. like I said in the first episode is that you have uh, what's his name I always forget his name and I don't really uh, Elias something who uh, is only famous as a member of Golden Dawn because he punched a woman on live television. And That's that how he rises the ranks in Golden yeah. Dawn. <laughs> like, it's like a gang. you got to do something to like get in. You know? <laughs> how yeah. many women have you punched? <laughs> yeah, so I don't think that they could have analyzed four speeches from him because or from Nicolaos, whatever the hell his last name is. <laughs> yeah. I let my fist to the top. <laughs> Yeah, um, you give me a two point zero. I'll <laughs> punch you greedily. <laughs> but okay, so uh, just as a as a point of reference, Victor Orban, who is a blood and soil nationalist, is a zero point nine. Um, but at least they did not disappoint. My leader, well, my soon to be leader, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, one point five, respectful. Please uh, clap. Now, um, this one was surprising to me because as we stated earlier um he scored on the centrist sort of left-right spectrum which i horribly disagree with because of uh what he presented the pope with which was a hammer and sickle in the shape of a crucifix yeah is Avon morales also with a 1.5 also i think respectful like we'll we'll clap everyone the erdogan of the left the the erdogan (laughs) of the left exactly um Wait, why is Erdogan's presidency only listed from 2014 to 2018, even though he is still the leader of Turkey? Because well, he didn't he, oh, hold any speeches lately. Yeah. No, th- yeah. He's too busy just fucking owning the Greeks. He doesn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need speech. to anymore. No, that's dumb because their, their system, they like break it up into time. So they've shown that Erdogan's yeah. gotten more. Yeah, so he's gotten more populous yeah. over time. So from 2014 to 2018, he bumped yeah. up. He 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 leveled up like a you know. He wait, you're telling me? Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're telling he, me? You're telling me that a candidate who's literally a part of a party that's the extension of the Muslim Brotherhood yeah. became more populist <laughs> over time when uh, he gained more. Erdogan did evolve into <laughs> Neo Ottoman. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> I actually, I Thank think, you. That was the dumbest think, thing I've ever said. <laughs> but actually, oh, I think good. they use terms. So as far as I know, they use like four terms. And, and so uh, okay. this is why. But, you know, in 2007, Turkey, not populist at all. That was a fact. Damn. And then, you know, we need some Kurds to just fucking murk on. <laughs> 2014. Boom. <laughs> Skyrockets to the top. You know, we got a king on our hands here. All right. Maybe. So Erdogan, 1.5. Um, now, this guy... Um, also been in the news lately. Respectful. Very popular. I got to jump in and say this is um, I was disappointed in The Guardian for this because this is recency bias. Like Evo Morales has been putting in that populist work. Erdogan oh, yeah. Too, Absolutely. And like The Guardian is but they're just a little spooked by this newcomer. They think it's this big new thing. Yeah. Scores inflated. Yeah. <laughs> they don't you know, they don't understand raw talent when they see it. Clearly, you know, they're, it's, uh, it's it's like everyone getting excited when Sonic was added to Super Smash Brothers and then eventually we just realize he's too fast and hard to control yeah. and he's not populist enough. Yeah, this is more like <laughs> And I honestly I honestly think that we have a, a a case here like like uh with the next person kind of like uh you're from Massachusetts, so you remember the hype of Daisuke Matsuzaka? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guy's supposed to come in and just be absolute go fucking beast mode. Unstoppable gyro ball. Yeah, yeah. Fucking sucked. Horrible pitcher. Like, I I think he spent three years in the MLB. Like, not good. 
I don't know. I don't know a lot about baseball, but I have a sneaking suspicion you're not talking about Maduro anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have uh, our our uh, our number two player here is Nicholas Maduro with a one point six, and I uh, um, I don't know. Maduro's not. I mean, he's been in power since 2013. I don't see his policies being all that populist. I just simply see this the Guardian just trying to be like, hey, yeah, we don't like Venezuela. Yeah. Like, like, please, regime change now, and. That's all I kind of get out of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is something I want to get into later, but this is—I don't want to overstate the Guardian's influence here, but this is absolutely like you know all these like bad people around the world, like you know they're all the same, they're all bad, so like they should all have like, a little X like marked off like on a kill list. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean we'll do it tomorrow, but we're ready. You know, whenever you want to go kill them, just ask. You know, we, yeah. we, the, I, the data's here for you. I do hope that Nicholas Maduro does not have a career like Dice Game Matsuzaka. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that he uh, he has longevity in his career, unlike uh, Daisuke. But all right, and then last but not least, you know we're keeping it in South America. We're keeping it with 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 the true pimps. OG, OG. You know, yeah. just you know, very hard to top a one point nine. Yeah, from our boy Hugo Chavez. Give it up. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> Populism is actually a Spanish word. <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, I I have to say the same thing with the last uh, the, the the last uh, a number that was given. It just seems like it is going for Venezuelan regime change. Yeah. Oh, but the way that I look at this list is that populism is cool and it's good, and um, I want more of it. I want to see who gets that coveted 2.0. So Anthony Fantano, wherever you are, where is that Death Grips album in equivalent to? <laughs> Uh, to populism. I mean, is is now a good time to kind of like rant about our understanding of what populism means and how it's been used in the media? Because go for it, baby. Th- those things seem different to me. Um, Do you look very <laughs> upset over there in the corner. I am. Well, I am upset. This is upsetting because it's just like, like I mean. Sometimes I've subscribed to the the very liberal idea that like now is a good time for important journalism. This is not important journalism. This is stupid pseudoscience. Well, what was uh, like? So Yulia actually, like I said earlier, the first thing that when we were laughing about this horrible, horrible study, the first thing that she went and did is just look at the methods. And I guess you could like clarify with us just how horribly stupid and yeah. biased. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is. They used um, speeches, and as far as I know, they used four speeches, um, four different uh, speeches. Um, one of them is a, um, a very famous speech, so kind of like, um, yeah, a very famous speech. Um, another one. Erdogan's ones um, I have a dream speech. For example, yeah, for example, yeah. I have a dream of annexing <laughs> all of northern Syria. <laughs> exactly. So um, the kid. second would be uh, a campaign speech. Mostly, uh, like most of the times, they used one that was at the beginning or at the end of a campaign because it's pr- probably the most populist. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, makes sense, kind of. Um, the sec, uh, the third one would be a ribbon cutting speech, so called. It would be a speech that is uh, given to a local um, audience because you might use. Different rhetoric there. So Erdogan just like right over the border of what is or is not Kurdistan, just <laughs> calling for full genocide. Exactly. It depends who you ask. <laughs> exactly. Do you ask our glorious leader Erdogan or a bunch of filthy mountain Turks? <laughs> Erdogan, obviously. Like, come on. 
And the other one, uh, the last one would be a speech um, that is uh, an international speech, mostly giving, uh, given to a foreign audience. So something like speaking for the IMF or something. <laughs> 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 um, Such a good space yeah. of populism, yeah, the IMF. Exactly. <laughs> um, so um, those are the texts. Um, and they got, a, as they say, a bunch of experts. They got experts on... For example, Bernie Sanders. There are Bernie Sanders experts from universities. I got Yo. Ben and Jerry. For example. <laughs> <laughs> um, from universities, but also um, journalists, because journalists are experts, as we no, all know. No, they're not. <laughs> give uh, journalists the give themselves way you too didn't much hear the clear Well, The Guardian <laughs> told me journalists are experts, so... Who, who I'm going to believe the Guardian. <laughs> so they probably they got a bunch of people that could probably impersonate the person and then they might have played it in front of each other and then rated it on how populist it uh, seemed to them. But Wait, actually was Hillary Clinton <laughs> not on this list? I don't know. Of how populist she was? She didn't have any terms. Not, not on the speeches, <laughs> no. She, she was analyzed for that, like, how populist are you? It she no, wait, no, she wasn't. She wasn't. She it was, was Barack Obama. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe they used Because Hillary Clinton, now that, that I think terms, about it, because actually. Obama was in that like left quadrant thing. Yeah, left non-populist. Yeah, yeah. Hillary Clinton would have been, depending on where you look at her, she would have been like Donald Trump level of populist. But the ones that are like, on this political <laughs> compass um, are actually only people that had terms. So they were analyzing. Ah, oh, gotcha! Sick bird! <laughs> bird! <laughs> you dunked on! <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. Take that, Hillary. <laughs> um, good. <laughs> Back to the methods. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually also used a holistic uh, grading method. So that is something. They would actually, what I just said, they would read the speeches and they would give kind of like um, the overall feeling they had with it. Or did it seem populist to you? I don't know. It felt kind of populist. This sounds like, <laughs> a, bunch of like, this sounds like a bunch of like new wave hippies trying to like get together and decide. Like, We're trying new designer drugs. Do you feel more populist? <laughs> Do you feel anything? No, I just want to chew my lip off. <laughs> so normally you would use um, probably like you would look for certain termini or certain certain phrases or something to do a rating but in the holistic rating um, method they would just like go over the speech and then decide if it seems populist to them <laughs> they not even do something fucking like you know command f keyword searches <laughs> exactly that would be the it's <laughs> <laughs> command f globalist let's fucking go <laughs> that's, that's Kieran's Kieron's research method seems even slightly improved on this. <laughs> what is also one of the problems is that this uh, doesn't include other um, ways of communication, like Twitter, for example. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's a big one for a certain. <laughs> Just, I feel like Erdogan has a Twitter presence. I'm imagining that he should. Yeah, he should. Does he? Nicholas, we need you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, no. As Nicholas is very like. Yeah. Oh, um, yo, I'm an absolute. With, I'm an abs. Like I. Like you even <laughs> I think wrote Ottoman in the notes Twitter. that I, I need to I need to like flex on my Erdogan knowledge and whatnot. Uh if they measured Twitter and just Erdogan stand Twitter that exists out there, um Erdogan would be like a three. <laughs> like homie fucking like the uh uh first off, there's like a total like I mean, we all know this, like the the, the Turkish uh hacking army that exists that just like will take uh depending on what the issue is they will hack accounts 
that are specific kind of to that thing. So they, they've hiked, uh, hacked Mike Huckabee's account before, <laughs> and they've been like, oh, yeah, we really love what Erdogan's doing in, in Afrin right now. <laughs> and it's really cool. So, like... It wasn't that hard, though, because it was like, you know, like John Podesta was just like a phishing email about like, you know, free cheese pizza. And he clicked on it. Mike Huckabee was just like, you know, buy six pork bellies, get a seven three. And he's like, oh, I can't, can't pass up that deal. <laughs> to qualify for this competition, enter your Twitter password. <laughs> click, click, yeah, click now to bring to bring the second coming. And he's like, oh, OK. <laughs> uh, but I want to talk a little bit more about the data, because um, just just to explain uh, the Guardian didn't crunch numbers themselves. You know, they're not they're not nerds. They're they're very <laughs> wise political scientists, and they got a team called Team Populism, team populism. that's based at uh, BYU Brigham Young University to do all of this work. Uh, they're the ones reading the te- uh, the speeches, uh, like Yuli was explaining. Mm-hmm. They were and yeah, go ahead. they're working together with actually with a Central, Central European uh, University, which is kind of interesting because that is the university. That was kicked out of uh, Cre- um, not Croatia, Hungary, Hungary, right uh. now because of the Soros conspiracy. Uh-huh. So, yeah, here we go. Okay, continue. But just I think what's draw I mean, another line to my chalkboard, <laughs> <laughs> Soros. <laughs> yeah, right. But I think like when we're talking about this whole data thing, it's. I mean, you you're pointing it out well. I mean, the whole idea about oh, how populist are you? I mean, it's just. It's just a subjective. It's to see how cool you are. It's see how good your <laughs> album is. That is what it is. Anthony Fantano, come on the show. So, so it's a trend. We were talking about Vox earlier, and it's a trend with the Guardian to be like, mm, okay, th- th- they won't take our ridiculous uh, bullshit. So we have to have some data in there, and then they can be convinced. And I mean, mm-hmm. you see that trend across most industries today, especially ones that intersect somehow with like making the reader or the audience feel like good and smart like oh okay i didn't believe them before but now that i see all these numbers it has to be done and this i mean you can see the 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 potential policy effects of this like right away because they're not saying that these people like don't take our word for it that they're populist just look at the numbers and it's the same thing as like you know putting together a bunch of data and saying like you know, we're not the ones saying you have to like drone bomb this Yemeni wedding. It's just like the numbers but say you <laughs> that yeah. that's the highest risk factor. You yeah. got to do it. The numbers say that the, this Yemeni best man is really populist. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we like, have to. it's laundering this like decision in like sort of washing their hands of the blood because it's like in data, you know. And then think about the like individuals. This isn't true for everything, but this is true of like a rising new class of data engineers, data scientists, and programmers, whatever you want to call them. They're they're just these like young yuppies, like short from like world in history who move and, ha- and go through life with like a security clearance and like a nice salary living in some suburb and like they're just like crunching the numbers who cares what happens yeah as as uh someone also they they bought every single pr- uh product ever advertised on a podcast <laughs> um just as like a word of warning for someone who's had to fucking like sift through a lot of this bullshit in their studies like th- like yeah 95 percent of this is garbage <laughs> like you can make an educated guess on any of this stuff and like just promote your ideology as long as you have the you know nonsensical data that you can more or less make up yourself as we see here to prove that a is wrong and b is good or vice versa and you see this a lot in like i would say ever since at least in american economic american political discussion since uh clinton won 
the steering of like political science programs, especially for like newcomers, is mostly done in the sense of analyzing everything this way. Like this is a problem why she won, uh, why 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 Trump won. So um, how do we analyze this little blip in American history or American political history? <laughs> and not in the sense that like Trump is like just fucking cool and that he's the most American president and that then the material conditions around Trump allow for something like that to happen, allow for this very, you know, boisterous, you know, uh, uh, Oh, Hey, what was that? The podcast kitties here. Um, allow, allow for someone who is, I, I would argue very just, you know, holds the beliefs of, of, of many, many, many Americans, uh, then finally taking, and we talked about this last week with how, you know, it is in a red state and so on and so forth. So, you don't need to listen to these fucking experts, quote unquote experts, or mm. whatever. Whenever you read a dumb article from the fucking Guardian, like if you think that it sounds stupid, just because like, you know, you are a Sanders fan and he may be a populist or whatever, like that doesn't mean that you're bad or stupid. It just means that these are being done for a political gain, which is bullshit centrism, which is bullshit. Like, yeah. Just simply that. Um, funny enough, also as they put all the uh, left wing candidates on on the right, so on the Highest populism um, <laughs> score. <laughs> score. <Yeah. laughs> um, there's one of the results that I want to read to you, and it says um, because this was also kind of a, a surprise for them. Um, our research has also found that populists reduce economic inequality. <laughs> this was not something we expected to see, <laughs> nor has it been found in previous academic research. <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so these idiots read like from Francis, like, Fuc- like these guys just like read Fukuyama back in like I don't know their like bachelor fucking class, and they only internalized that. It, the actual problem is that um, the way they probably define is there a definition of populism they put online, like on the mm. on the team. Here's yeah. where here's where we unload a fucking no. other big. Our the friends we're going to uh, read they have their yeah. definitions of what's good and populism is basically yeah, yeah. anything that's against exactly what they and like, that is the problem like, so. because they yeah. um, what they define as populism is everything that it goes against uh, the against center liberal democracy exactly c- c- very um, loaded horribly problematic term by the exactly, way exactly because in social science you normally when you define populism you would a- um, e- either do it as something that is um, aiming at popular topics um, in in um, among people, among mm. the people of a country, and use a certain rhetorics to actually use those topics to uh, gain power, or you're actually aiming at those topics because you believe that those topics are important. Yeah. And this is what they miss. Yeah, so, okay. Can I talk a little bit about, like, how I've observed the word populism be used since, like, about 2014? Because uh, that's when I started noticing it in this side of the Atlantic. Because I feel like it came later in the United States. And of course, I'm talking about English-speaking Europe because it's probably different in the German language. But, like, populism started in around 2014 to describe... Spain. <laughs> we're going to read something later, but you can go on. Yeah, okay. Um, the, yeah, it started with, like, uh, a lot of press trying to describe Marine Le Pen and Geert Wilders because they were the, like boogeyman of like of that time period and a lot of that was that a lot of press like the guardian didn't want to use words like authoritarian or fascist because that seemed too sensationalist and therefore it would appear to be like they're not doing good journalism 
Um, so, yeah, they doubled down this term populist and then it eventually evolved to mean disingenuous populist, which is to say, like, I'm talking about something that's pop, like, is concerning to the most people, but we don't believe you're going to do it. So, um, a good example of that, and sometimes I would agree with, is like, Donald Trump's drain the swamp promise. A popular concern that I think needs to happen, but Donald Trump is not the person to do it. And that's when they would use the term populist to be like, you're saying something that has popular support, but we don't believe you. Well, this kind of goes back to like, I think also our, our first episode, if I'm not mistaken, where we were talking about like the, the AFD. And there is a sense of academia trying to like brand this, and, and especially um, dealing specifically with, with the you know problem of the AFD is they did not want to use that they are what we would call like a, a, a fascist movement in Germany. They wanted to you know um, brand them properly, and then with them branding it properly came the idea that then oh if we do that then we got them like it's in the fucking bag like yeah. we can we can you know we uh, need the magic word that puts them away forever, and if we just say it enough times they go away. Yeah, and populism became like yeah, and I I I think even like you were uh, Yulia was saying, uh, wait she's pulling up her microphone. Yeah, yeah. you were saying too that uh, how in German, the idea then of like populismus was always like a like. Rex populism, yeah, so like exactly. right-wing populism and whatnot. It was um, something that was used, like a term that was used um, in order to make right-wing politics or right-wing attacks more harmless. Uh, um, kind of as, you don't want to call it the right extreme, so you call it the populist, the right-wing populist. I think for a while populist was being said just willy-nilly, but then eventually, and again, I feel like this was The Guardian, they started saying right-wing populist mainly because it kind of felt like uh orban's a right-wing populist Ooh, right-wing populist yes that's right look out for that left-wing populism Ooh, spooky yes 100 percent Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, everyone, like, like, a lot of the institutions in the United States backing everything to do with Venezuela at the moment, ignoring the fact that, like, the two big proponents of it is Trump and Jair Bolsonaro, which you spent a lot of your media circus power for the last while criminalizing or demonizing those two characters, and now you're just falling in line with them kind of thing. I think that's a good example of that. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's fucking what was, what was i trying to say um no lost it sorry i'm thinking for, yeah I, let's let's just go into the we should just uh start with the readings because i think that will provide a little more clarification and a little something we can uh yeah, so Rob's Grab been onto. destroying his brain for uh, the benefit of Yeah, I just the started, never did it before. Yeah. It's just in the past week, first time. Everything I've read before this has been good and pure. <laughs> so there's two uh, wonderful, very smart uh, um, boys I want to uh, I want us to learn from. The first uh, is a big piece 
prominently featured in this whole Guardian rollout. He often writes for the Guardian about populism. It's one Cass Mudd. Do you know Cass Mudd already? No. Okay, all right. Woohoo! Is are, that really his name? That's his name. Are you sure it's not like he Cass is a Dutch Mudder? political scientist? He's actually lived in the U.S. since 2008. Cass uh, Muda. If it's Dutch, it's Muda. It's, it's Cass Mudd. Damn, I, that is a that is a that is a <laughs> shiny boy. That's a thick man. He is shiny yeah. too. Holy moly! It's important that everyone realizes that the bottom of his head is thicker than the top of his head. Yeah. That's where he keeps all that knowledge about populism. Yeah, to properly combat populism, you have to store your brain in your jowls. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say anything further. Just Google Cass Mud or aka Muda. Um, Very I'm shiny, gonna, I'm shiny I'm going to read boy. one article in particular. It's not his longest, but it's one that kind of lays out uh, one of his... Key theses about populism. It's, it's not his longest. When I'm researching people like this, I try to find the longest piece of drivel. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I forgot. Before we go into his uh, his actual writing, mm. I want to start with a couple of his tweets because, like any good um, academic, yeah, these new pop uh, explainers in chief. Uh, they love to tweet. They fucking love it. You have to have a Twitter presence. So just uh, we're just going to take a look at his, at his uh, three of his uh, recent tweets. We can cut this if it's not. But I like them. So, you know, it's just normal stuff. His, li- his last one. Uh, this is all from like the past two days. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brits have a better chance with Geller than May or Corbyn. I don't know who this guy is. He's no, you don't spoons. know who this guy is. I just saw this. Uh, this, this is the first time I saw it. You don't know Yuri fucking Geller. He's better. Cass, Cass Mudd thinks he's better than Mayor Corbin. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, he's been in the news recently because, okay, Yuri Geller is a famous magi- magician. I want to state how famous he is. Kadabra from the original 150 Pokemon in Japanese is named after him. His Japanese oh. name is literally Yuri Geller. Uh, <laughs> and, and Yuri Geller tried to sue the Pokemon company Nintendo for stealing his likeness, which I love. He's just like, yeah. look at this anteater crab monster bending a spoon. That's clearly me. <laughs> he's just pissed he wasn't Alakazam. But he's, yeah, right? I think that went to uh, Houdini. <laughs> but... Yuri Geller was in the news recently because he was like, he did an open letter to the Theresa May being like, if you don't stop Brexit, I'm going to use my psychic powers <laughs> to convince me to push Brexit through or something. Kadabra. <laughs> yeah, to stop Brexit. That was it. Yeah. Because he's, um, he's like an anti-Brexit Tory voter. <laughs> this, is, this is a complete like tangent, but... Every time there's like there's famous people who maybe like I vaguely know they're from the UK, but maybe I maybe I forget that fact. And I just love seeing them just like pop up in the news with just some like wild take about like screaming about Corbyn or something. And I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know they thought that, you know. So this Casamuda tweet is um, Brits have a better chance with Geller of magician fame and of the original 150 Pokemon uh, than May or Corbin. I like the picture of him though too. Like he is, now that you mentioned that he is the inspiration of Kadabra. Yeah. Pose. He, he does is, look like yeah, Kadabra. looks like him. <laughs> okay, next tweet. Terrible news from hashtag Israel where extremists on both sides help each other stay in power at the expense of their populations. Now this one's just sad. I mean, I can't laugh about it. He's, but he's just saying there's extremists both sides. That's the reason that the Palestinians um, 
uh, living in an apartheid system. Mm. Why are you doing that to yourself? I don't know. It's because of populism, I think. It's because they're all Catholics, actually. It's because none of them got a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut this, but just, I was just supporting this king. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other fact about Casma, not does he tweet, but he just gets in, like, there's like one person commenting, telling him he's dumb, and then he just has to get in, in fights with, with them in the replies. No, I like the idea that actually the Palestinians are, are, are the Catholic monks who just like to just, uh, what's it called? Like flog themselves. <laughs> Funny you should mention the Catholics. His oh, yes. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> Finished reading my ninth book, but only first novel of 2019. Wait, so his ninth book of all time? Hashtag Milkman is an amazingly claustrophobic portrait of life under totalitarian IRA regime of young Catholic women in Belfast with fascinating insights into gender dynamics of place and time. Nine out of ten. <laughs> What? Hey, what hey, is this? Hey, hey, what is this book? To, to, to be fair, to be fair, he at least uses the uh, the uh, the true scale of determining how much you like something of a one through ten thing, not a one to two bullshit Hi. thing that the Guardian was using. Hang on, hang Hugo on. Chavez is a monster. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Wood populism again. Um, I've read more books than this man. <laughs> that's what I'm finding out, right? That's, hang on, that's that's the entirety of the Harry Potter series plus two books. I think more people have read books. Than, what oh, the fuck is this guy? It's as of 2019. <laughs> you heard it here. No, the it's IRA it's, 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 is no, oppressing no, young it's, Catholic it's, it's, women. No, his ninth a, book, but only first novel of 2019. Yeah, but he means it in the way his ninth book, but it was only, non, uh, only one novel under those nine books. In yeah. 1918, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, in 2019. Fuck you, Julia. <laughs> 1918, what? that was a good like mix-up. <laughs> yeah, sorry too. <laughs> here is his. Here is his article. The pop. The problem with populism. None. I see no problems yet. The mass political movements such as Syriza in Greece and Podemos in Spain have an obvious appeal. That's low-hanging fruit, and they already come on. But in their illiberalism, there is an undeniable dark side. From February 2015. Okay, okay. So, again, straight off the bat, in a serious comment from Kieran, it's very interesting the Guardian article is like, we need some things about populism because of the Trump moment. Cool, here's an article on Syriza and Podemos. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? This, okay, all right, all right. Sorry, we're going back. Way back. So it w- this would be when he had... No, he wouldn't have had the nomination by then, would he? Mm, no. No. He okay. probably didn't even announce. Exist. <laughs> but that's. But you were saying before the rise of this term, and oh, oh, we got to figure it out. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'll try not to read too much. The recent electoral success of left-wing populist parties such as Syriza in Greece and Podemos in Spain has given a new impulse to the debate on populism in Europe. Until now, populism was almost exclusively linked to the radical right, leading Mm. to an incorrect conflation of populism and xenophobia. In its original form, populism is an ideology that considers society to be ultimately separated into two homogenous and antagonistic groups, the pure people and the corrupt elite. And argues that politics should what be an expression an idiot. No of the way. general will of the people. Oh, shit, pissing me Wait, off what already. What the general rule of the people? Keep nowhere, this in nowhere, he's even in like, like Marxism. Yeah, nowhere <laughs> even in like the most orthodox Marxism does it say that then that there's that the two breakdowns of classes are homogenous. Yeah, and that, exactly. Like, that's yeah, the whole yeah. point. While Marx, why Marx argues against like a national identity thing yeah. because he acknowledges that there's that there are differences amongst people in the working class but it still benefits you to be part of this movement uh, yeah. 
them yep. to be, you know, a fucking boot-looking piece of shit. My my favorite part of Das Kapital was the chapter where he's talking about the proletariat, and it's just the word pure. Exactly, the pure people. So pure. It's, it's interesting how Orban got such a low rating here, then. Yeah, because I mean, purity actually what, is a big yeah, thing. With yeah, the pure. Hungarian the Hungarians are not people. pure. I'm just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> the pure Hungarian people. I mean, the Habsburgs <laughs> were right. <laughs> probably there's also Mike some Trump. neoliberal like stuff still linked to him. So yeah, it just like, it always that bo- like it just boggles my mind how fucking stupid they are. Like they end like we should make fun of them simply on how bad the beginning of their argumentations are. Okay, so he- here here's what I want to say. So Rob is right. This is th- I missed this when populism was like being bandied around in Europe in 2014. I agree with him that a lot of the press was conflating the idea of populism with xenophobia. That's how a lot of lazy journalism was using the term. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. kudos to him for actually fucking bothered to define the term poorly. <laughs> <laughs> but that is that definition is definitely the basis of everything we've seen for the Guardian so far. Yeah, what I have to shout out Cast Mud for is he's not completely dumb. He's not as dumb as our next guest, Yasha Munk. Like, uh, <laughs> when you see him tweet, he's like, it's ridiculous how they're treating Ilhan Omar, which just shows my, like, standards, because I'm like, okay, he's not a complete psychopath. He's just really dumb about everything else. But keep this idea of the pure people in mind, because it's, it's really the, the bedrock. I know thesis. someone else who was uh, constantly talking about the pure pure folk. Practically, <laughs> this, this is just the end of the paragraph. Practically, Ended up kind of problematically, but whatever. Populist politicians almost always combine it with other ideologies, such as nativism on the right and socialism on the left. So this is, you know, it's, it's whatever you mix it with. Like, you, you got your Sprite, you mix it with promethazine, you mix it with activists. <laughs> it's, it's your personal choice, nativism, socialism. It's up to you. Yo, you see the true me. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm populist, that's the real me. <laughs> when you mix champagne and orange juice in your fancy, it's called a samosa. And when you're a pleb, it's called a buck's fist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to skip down a little bit. The main bad. There's that sexy picture of Yannis so, Varoufakis on the side. <laughs> right? Go back to that, oh, daddy. So he talks about he talks about some of the good things of populism that they bring important issues into the discussion, into the national mm-hmm. conversation that the elites are ignoring. But then the bad. The main bad is that populism is a monist and moralist ideology which denies the existence of divisions of interests and opinions within quote the people and rejects the legitimacy of political opponents. Skipping down a little bit more. (laughs) Given that the key distinction is between the pure people and the corrupt elite, any compromise would lead to a corruption of the people and is therefore rejected. This uncompromising stand leads to a polarized political culture in which non-populists turn into anti-populists. So you heard it here first. Anyone uh, who is against the populists, the reason that... The reason uh, I'm criticizing the populists is because you made me do it. That's what Cass Mudd is saying. I'm anti-anti-pop. (laughs) populism tends to get ugly when it's when it gets into power if it has to share power with non-populists the effects positive or negative but actually i'm gonna skip this part it's just he's just talking about different populists silvio berlusconi blah 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 ted kaczynski (laughs) in poland totally normal governments (laughs) he does shout out in most cases when populists are stopped they are successfully opposed by other parts of the political structure often with help from outside influences most notably the european union or yeah, the that CIA. Well, the CIA. This is a recurring theme when we talk about liberal democracy. The democracy is the problem. The people are dumb and are doing things wrong. That's why you need checks and balances like the European exactly. Union and yeah, the CIA to like yeah. bring things back into order. It's the European Union of the 60s. Yeah. 
However, the current situation in Hungary and Venezuela shows us what populism can do when it takes full control of a country. Oh, fuck oh, off. Totally God. comparable situation. So, yeah, yeah Wait, hold, like, come Oil on. rich Hungary. This is like the Comparing li- should never be allowed to drop the V word. Just straight up. <laughs> Because they end up just sounding like the retarded. Yes, Venezuela. (laughs) Because they don't, like, they pretend to be masters of politics and economics, but then the basic problem of Venezuela currently right now, whether it be then, you know, hyperinflation or the political problems or the economic problems, so on and so on and so forth, is primarily because of the outside influence in this fucking country that's, like, not, like... Not letting any form of of you know sovereignty happen in that fucking country. I, no, that's not fair. To be fair, the problem with Venezuela is the collapse of the Soviet Union and the Warsaw Pact <laughs> countries that it was a proud member of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I would like also kind of to be fair with that too. Like Cuba falls into that. Yeah, that ge- that genuinely falls that into is yeah. that argument. Okay, here here's a more stupid abstract take. The real problem with Venezuela is this hasn't recovered from playing second fiddle in the Austro-Venezuelan <laughs> Empire and since the collapse of that. The Austrians just never respected the Venezuelans. Guys, you can't blow your load because we're getting to Yasha Monk and it's going to be good. We just have to get through our, right. our okay. cast mud first. Supported by impressive popular majorities in elections, populist leaders like Viktor Orban and, and Hugo Chavez have introduced new constitutions that significantly undermine the checks and balances of liberal checks democracy. Let me skip that ahead. Just, Let me skip ahead. In short, populism is, is an just... illiberal democratic response to undemocratic liberalism. Let me repeat Wait, that. Wait, what? Wait, wait hang <laughs> yeah, on. This is a word salad. Do this again. <laughs> when Not wrong. Populism but... is an illiberal democratic response to undemocratic liberalism. Yeah. So he says... The best thing that you can have is liberal democracy. When the liberals yeah, get a little too I undemocratic, then the, then the democracy is too illiberal. And so that's why you need just the right mix. Checks and balances. <laughs> so populism criticizes the exclusion of important issues from the political agenda by the elites and calls for their re-politicization. Re-politici- you know, that, that thing, the good, only good thing you can do, which is call for a national conversation about something. But doing that comes at a price. Populism's black and white views and uncompromising stand leads to a polarized society for which, of course, both sides share responsibility and its majoritarian extremism denies legitimacy to opponents' views and weakens the rights of minorities. While left-wing populism is often less exclusionary than right-wing populism, the main difference between them is not whether they exclude, (laughs) but whom they exclude, which is largely determined by their accompanying ideology. E.g. nationalism or socialism. Oh, they can go wow. fuck themselves. Pro methazine or activist. How how the fuck how the fuck can you compare like as I've said a hundred times, Orban's actual blood and soil nationalism to the sense that like, okay, Hugo Chavez went and like confiscated lands of rich people that they weren't using. Like that's actually <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> like when, when you when you uh, uh con- when you uh when you take the land of all golf courses and turn it into housing, uh, that's populism. That's bad. That's badass. <laughs> that's what it is. And when your supporters set fire to a black man in Venezuela, that's good. That's liberal democracy. Just coming, coming yeah, right back. Yeah, come on. Like, and that's the thing also, too, is a gloss over that the opposition is way more fascistic yeah. than the government. And like, okay, 2006, 2007, when Chavez gets kicked out of power for like a month, the amount of people locked up was more than during when when Chavez was in power. And then the West was like, this is fucking democracy. This is fucking badass. And then there's no wonder why Chavez ended up back in power immediately. Because it was worse. Like, straight up. I I 
you know, just socialism fails every time, no matter who tries it. Um, you know, Victor Orban. <laughs> 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 I mean, I think so. Like this whole pure people thing. Like, what's so dumb about it? Is I'm not going to call the people pure, pure. but they're, they're pure in the sense <laughs> that they are the ones. They're not the ones who decided to bomb other countries, accumulate capital, and all this shit. The flattening of the elite. The way they talk about this, like this like mystification and like this idea of the elite it like washes the hands that there's no bad there's no like the system isn't bad there's just like hard-working individuals like doing their best to like have this thing liberal democracy keep going this like fragile experiment so pure it's really fascinating <laughs> how they still miss to actually because he he kind of he uh, apparently he sees the problem he sees the problem of undemocratic liberalism especially established in eastern europe after the fall of the soviet union when they Probably said like most liberal democracies i know but i'm going horrible. with orban right now yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, but okay. like uh, orban's trying to turn it into a brand like the like a yeah. liberal democracy thing yeah exactly i mean he, he yeah he himself calls it unliberal yeah. democracy yeah or illiberal democracy yeah. um and they kind of still that they still miss the thing of like what happened in Eastern Europe after the fall of the Soviet Union. Nothing. Good thing. <laughs> History oh, ended good and it was fine. It was kind of like, yeah, the one size fits all capitalism, uh, fun times, uh, neoliberalism. The, uh, Invest in Western Poland. Everything <laughs> is fine. <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah, and people are not too happy about the outcomes of this. And I mean, he kind of notices that apparently, but he says, yeah, but there's not enough institutions. That is the, that is the new one. So we need, we one need institution fits all. This is a new solution. Oh, God. I, I, I'm not going to It's go not on more market. It's more institutions now. Which are, like, intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what is... I mean, it's what the is, same guys. What does Mr. Mudd have to say about that? Replacing one word with another. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Mudd replies... Yawn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of part of the reason that they're so obsessed with, with the elites is that deep down they're like, the system is doing really well. Everything is great. We just have to tweak a few small things, and you're just gonna come fuck it all up. Like we're we got it. Okay, we're uh, we. It's under control. Just calm down. Like I, like they're just so <laughs> flustered and like you know overwhelmed, and they're just like just 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 stop. Okay. <laughs> Look, I know you found this initial doctrine a little shocking, but <laughs> how about a softer version of it, maybe? <laughs> Look, Estonia can vote online. <laughs> Ignore oh, the no. fact that it's hemorrhaging people. Yeah. I mean, and you guys talked about history. I mean, the whole, the, the like, the word populism just serves to, like, obscure the fact of, like, neoliberalism in the past 40 years. It's, like, part of that whole, I mean, part of, um, like, the fact that that's the dominant ideology. You, like, can't address that as an ideology, so you have to exactly. come up with these things like populism instead. Neoliberalism was never really an ideology. The, the, that is, yeah, that is yeah. the problem. <laughs> Yeah. No, you that know, is a problem sorry. that people don't see. How that, yeah, like, Milton Friedman well. and Hillary Clinton can be both part of, like, the same academic tradition, like, makes no <laughs> sense if you tell, like, a lame person. And I mean lame what in like, is the a lame sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, centrism is the only yeah. natural thing to do. Or, like, how... The other stuff is just extreme. Yeah, whenever you see, like, Democrats in the U.S. just, like, you know, being like, Reagan wouldn't have done this that Trump's doing. And it's like, yeah, she, does, she doesn't fucking matter. Like, come on. <laughs> we have to, you know... That was um, that. That's sort of like the entry level course. Now this is the more advanced stuff. Once you once you've learned from Cass, yeah. Once you've only read Francis Fukuyama over and over and over again, you can handle destroyed your brain. The high intellect of Yasha Monk. Mugang. <laughs> I I really can't stress this point too much. He is so dumb. <laughs> and so 
So I think the first thing to say is we are in an era of political change, and most of us haven't lived through that. For the last decades, we weren't in eras of political change in North America and Western Europe. Now, that doesn't mean that the bad guys always win. Sometimes the good guys win. Sometimes Macron wins. <laughs> it's just it's so dumb that's uh, actually the first point on these notes my man is so dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i like um, how i like how rob writes his notes <laughs> the way that he speaks too. Like, that's really cool um that's we, populism actually rob <laughs> yeah it's very good praxis yeah. um we have a connection to him because he's from germany Woo! Has a lovely little German accent, German. which we will. Julia's also from Germany, yeah. so she can she can be our our uh, in-house Yasha Munk star. Yeah. Munkang. He's from Bavaria, famous for their beer. I'm not hall. from Bavaria. Not to. Uh, we're gonna look at his tweets, but you can translate the one he writes in German to some SPD woman for because she endorsed Corbyn nice. and was like, "Dear ma'am, like, what do you like? This is a disgrace. This is why I left the SPD when I was like 14." Oh wait. <laughs> no, he left the SPD in 2016. He wrote like yeah, a sorry. he he wrote like a he letter when to he the editor. Yeah, he did. And he like, is nothing if not a letter to I, the I'm more surprised there's someone in the SPD who supports Corbyn. Exactly. First off, revelation cool. for me. Second, the reason he, the reason that he left the SPD is actually a good reason is yeah. because the yeah, SPD yeah. didn't have uh, an idea for uh, like their um, refugee policy. Yeah. And Yasha Munk being the good centrist that he is <laughs> in 2014 or whatever it was, like in his in his big heart that he has. Um, left the SPD because the SPD's dumb, which... That's I a mean, good reason. That's a good reason. <laughs> that's very... Well, a lot of people in Germany do the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, also, fun fact, the SPD, like, a few months ago, is that they're, like, lowest historical uh, approval rating yep. in uh, modern history. Woo, and by yeah. modern history, I also mean when, like, Frederick Engels was also part of the party, it was lower than that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so that's cool. And it's your fault. Well. Like, you know, you should just take... You're being too fucking populist. Just support the SPD. It's your fault the off day's taking over, you listener. Has he stated any, like, a current political uh, allegiance? No, that's the thing, is that he's just kind of like a grifter he now. He loves Macron, which we'll get into. Right. But, like, surely, like, if he leaves the SPD for, like, migration issues, he's sure as shit not going to the well, FDP, right? No, exactly. And that's the thing, is that yeah, so when, when, when we were, when Rob was researching him, and I, you know, tried to dive into this hellhole that is the brain of Yasha Munk, that was the thing that I found so interesting okay. is that there was like a kernel of like, oh, okay, maybe he's good on like left wing issues if I would have time traveled back to when he left the party. But then he just kind of became this TED Talk dipshit guy who then, mm. like you said, loves Macron and all that other stuff. Well, even the thing like it's good. I mean, he, he rightly criticized the SPD over their um, like refugee policy. But it, he doesn't have an idea. They, they just He's just sort of like, one, though, I will either. be nice to like hardworking refugees. That's his own, which is, I mean, good. He should do that. But that's all he has. There's nothing else there, you know? Yeah. Which was like the opinion of like most of the German political class, to be fair, unless you were like Zehofa yeah. or the AFD. There's a very statistically low chance that you are Zayhofer. I think it's like one in in, in 89 million (laughs) in this country, at least. All right. So now we're going to get into his tweets. Um, He's got a lot. I mean, some right off the bat, he's giving talks with Gary Kasparov, for example. Why would you waste your time? (laughs) Talking about how authoritarianism is an evil that enables all the Does he have a book called Winter is Coming? That's Gary Kasparov. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Fucking nerd. (laughs) 
literally Gary Kasparov is a nerd. You guys, you guys were wondering uh, what uh, what he thought about the yellow vest. And I don't know if you if you, if you if you know his his style, but he gets a little snarky on Twitter. You, uh, I, don't, you, you, I don't know. You're gonna have to translate for. I us. don't know if you've ever okay. seen uh, Monty so you, Python. Yes, Ooh, that is uh, that's very current, and I'm I'm very much about that. Yasha Munk, people's front of angry Judea meet the Judean people's angry front, and it's a quote tweet of the like fight between the far right and far left yellow vests. Yo, to be fair, like uh, uh, that is funny when you're talking about Trotskyists only. But. Yeah, but not in the sense of a far right and a far left. I mean, you no, know, and also to be to to also be fair, um, we all saw this coming from like a thousand miles away that the yellow vests had a far right and a far left wing wing yeah no yeah, everyone, everyone I mean, yeah. it's almost as if it's the entire population of france despite political ideology is pissed yeah yeah exactly and that's the thing so when i was talking to my mom about when the yellow vest protests were happening she was so stoked and i was stoked too <laughs> and then i was like wait There's something wrong i'm like wait yeah this is gonna like i know where this is going so i i i had a, a lot of you know long-winded conversations with my mom but like yeah like we could both recognize the problems um but yeah, like you have, I, I, I guess, in the sense of, of of there is like maybe where populism is is problematic could be in the sense described there of this confront, not even the confrontation of this agreement that I had with my mom. That then, when I agree with my mom, I know that there's going to be a conflict in like two months. Populism <laughs> is agreeing with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with all this, I mean, he he has a powerful combination of just like I said, the absolute most banal centrist bullshit and then posting stuff like extremely outdated jokes like so much python yeah and monty python um he just says shit like you know you beware salami tactics the most powerful trick in the populist toolkit like he thinks he's like this is actually he he went to cambridge and he was a lecturer at harvard and now he's a professor somewhere else and his he just talks about are problematic he talks about salami tactics this is the is that just like an italian man like (laughs) (laughs) as what an italian man sells you chorizo when you were promised fennel sausage (laughs) so it's me yeah (laughs) (laughs) no so like no, this is like when is this tweet from? Like uh, a month ago. Oh, for fuck's sake! Okay, salami tactics were relevant in like Euromaidan because that's what the Russians did to Ukraine. Um, we take a little. The whole idea is you slice off the country piece by piece, like a big salami. He's, he's, uh, yeah, but like I'm only gonna view <laughs> Ukraine as a salami now. <laughs> As you yeah. should. He thinks like Trump's like he's he's doing a little bit and a little bit like the salami. I don't know whatever this is. Right? No, but no. But the, and he gets it's away a with military it. tactic. It doesn't have any other application. He thinks like, Trump is a military like, genius. But like Russia's been doing this for years. They did this to Georgia. This is not relevant anymore, or what, still relevant, depending if you're Georgian <laughs> or not. Would it sh- would it shock you that uh, Yashamong takes like a historically uh, known term and completely ignores the history and uses it in his own context? <laughs> you know, it, you know, the populism studier never. You're 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 primary you're priming me for this man, and I, I like it. This is this is just one I just just take. This is me. just his Twitter too. We're not even onto like the 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 hot and heavy stuff. Just the way he talks. This is why he reminds me of Matt Iglesias. Just like the the cadence. New Twitter, new personal Twitter policy. Maduro fanboys and apologists will be blocked because life's too short. Wait, so well, I can't tweet to him then? But I can because if I'm a fan girl, that's okay. Oh, okay, cool, oh, Julia, like. You're our you're our, you're our saving grace here. Just spam <laughs> Yasha Munk. 
Moon Gang. And then when he eventually blocks you, will accuse him of silencing women. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, I and he's also up. very, very. He has he has a lot of thoughts about the college scandal, you know, because this is this is a top issue for him. Yes. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, can I try to read this in my best Yasha Munk voice? Yeah, but no. Yeah, it's, also, this isn't, isn't from him. Okay, never mind. But we can we can find no, no, it. No, we're, we're 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 good. Yeah. What's his, his, his tweets, his, his writing's way graph. better. Is that his pinned tweet? Is a fucking graph? <laughs> no, he what a nerd! His pinned what tweet is, is a thread with six um, alarm emojis. Uh. The People versus just, Democracy is so, his That's book. his book. Lame. He's just... God, he's such a really loser. Dumb. He's such a loser, man. Um, yeah, let's... We, this one, I just... So, um, the thing about Yasha is that he's probably... Uh, the first thing I'll say is that he's he's from Germany, um, but he's he's Jewish. I mean, it it's I don't know. There's not so much information. He did write a book about it, and I'm sure growing up Jewish, uh, he says he was born in Munich. Uh, growing up Jewish in Germany sucks, probably. <laughs> so I, I I feel for him on that. Munich is noticed for its multi faith hospitality. <laughs> yeah. um, but he has nothing to say or to add to any analysis of politics or quote-unquote populism or anything. So he's actually a U.S. citizen now. He's um, mm. lived in the U.S. for a long time now, and he's a professor. I can tell. He fucking sucks at his, like, his, at his shit. He fashions himself a powerful, like, truth teller of what's going on in the U.S. You know, he's a professor. He's apparently, I don't, I just read this, he's apparently on, like, NPR and these kind of things all the time. So let's get a little bit of uh, this insight into what populism is. Maybe Yasha can tell us. We finally have a definition of populism. Uh, one quote for him. Hold on. Let me try the accent. <laughs> or Yulia can just do it because she is German. Going up in Germany. No, we're going ahead. <laughs> okay, cool. Going up in, in Germany, I, I always did know that, that I wanted to be, and I'm deeply aware this is a horrible term, a sort of public intellectual. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? Oh, that's no. a role. That's no. a wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that then he, as a person born in Germany who grew up in this country, did not want to be the thing that then Germans just like jack off on all the time. Are intellectuals? So hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because I mentioned fucking Thierry Baudet earlier from the Netherlands and said how he considers himself like the Netherlands' leading public intellectual. There's Sebastian Gorka. Yeah, no, like, as soon as you say I'm this country's leading public intellectual, you're guaranteed not. <laughs> no, public. but the thing about Germany is that there, there's there's this, like, hyper-fetishization for being an intellectual. Yeah, yeah. So that's not something, like, that's, like, the goal of most people who end up doing their, like, master's degrees in this country. is like, oh, I want to be ex-dipshit who ends up on fucking Tagesschau every other day to talk about the same topic. Yeah. So let's let's uh, dive into this article. So it's, it's actually a pretty good um, summary of, of him and a take, quote-unquote takedown. Uh, it's written by Sam Adler-Bell in the outline. So we're going to quote from that because that's, that's where we're getting the Munk quotes and then also this uh, little analysis in between the origin story. But unlike... So this is from the... Uh, from Sam Adler-Bell. But unlike similarly similarly pedigreed scholars, Munk hasn't spent the past few years toiling in academic obscurity and churning out peer-reviewed monographs. He's just spent his whole time in like the top institutions doing nothing. Giving TED Talks. <laughs> Giving uh, TED Talks. Do <laughs> yeah, he let's, does. Let's say specifically what we mean by nothing. Since December 2016, he has written a weekly column for Slate called The Good Fight, 
literally which any centrist dipshit can fucking do a thing about. And he hosts a podcast by the same name. Ditto. In 2018, he had bylines in the New York Times, the New Yorker, Politico, and the Atlantic. Sounds like a mom bragging. So um, <laughs> I'm just very curious. How many times has he called for regime change in all of these publications that are notorious for doing exactly that? <laughs> I We'd be here all night if, if we were to count, but I'm sure a lot. Is he calling for regime change in some cool countries like regime change in like Germany? That would well, be <laughs> yeah, okay. Then in that sense, like Yasha Munk is an absolute pimp. <laughs> he tours the lucrative lecture circuit from Aspen to Cupertino to Think Tank Row as the political scientist. Wait, hang on, Prince, hang on. Yeah, go ahead. When the fuck did Aspen become <laughs> like an intellectual hotspot? You know, when I'm like, when I just go on a ski vacation, I'm just like, you know, I want to hear like really dumb political scientists just tell me like, you having money is actually cool. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you after, are cool. After this milk toast talk about the rise of fascism in Europe, we need to save the community center from being torn down and turned into a shopping mall. What the fuck is this? Uh. Cupertino, the, uh, obviously, the where, 80s music. He gets shouted out by um, Here comes. the OG. As a political scientist, Francis Fukuyama put it, in a blurb, put it in a blurb for Munch's latest book, The People vs. Democracy, Why Our Freedom is in Danger and How to Save It. If you've not heard of Yasha Munch before, you definitely will in the future. Is it just Says me, a guy who was wrong about everything after what? 1990. The end of history, the beginning of Mook. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like, yeah. It's not the Anthropocene, it's the Munka scene. <laughs> Munkang! What, what, what is this sterling wisdom that Francis Fukuyama uh, wants you to know? <clears throat> Munk jokingly calls himself a, a, a democracy crisis hipster. I thought democracy was in crisis before it was cool. <laughs> uh, this, this is so much, Vin. Get far. Okay, now this is what epic. <laughs> Oh, God. Is, is he is he a democracy crisis hipster in the way that everyone who says they I were why does he re- <sighs> is he in the same way that everyone says they were into Mars Volta before they were cool was fucking lying? I kind of just wish that Yasha Monk just did the whole Ben Shapiro thing. I was about yeah. to say, why does he remind me of Ben Shapiro? <laughs> That's because he's a tiny hobbled man. Yeah. I really wish that he just like spoke really fast and then if you disagreed with him, he would just blame that the reason that you disagree with him is because you support Hamas, which is a really cool Ben Shapiro tactic, which if you've, if you've never noticed that is actually a thing that he says all the time. Yeah, but like, I just be like, yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Ben, what's up? Like, Yasha Mook is, is, is so uninteresting that like he doesn't even have a fucking ah, I don't I even like, know I like the idea of um, the only person who could take on Ben Shapiro is someone who talks really slow and is a yeah. Jewish and, hey, yeah, Yasha yeah. Mook, yeah, Yasha Mook <laughs> and is a Jewish person who stayed in Germany <laughs> like, you, because you live in the darkness but I was born in it <laughs> <laughs> I am from Munich. <laughs> uh, let's get some. Let's 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 find out what uh, what more terrible things Munch has to say. All right, this is from Sam Adler Bell. Munch agrees that populists offer attractively simple solutions to complicated problems: drain the swamp, build the wall. 
And when their common sense fixes prove insufficient, they blame liberal norms and institutions, the courts, the press, the parliament, yes, for impeding right, their, right, right. the people's will. Technocratic Wait, liberals. the people's will? Like like the, the anarchist <laughs> group from Russia in the 19th century? Is that what he's talking about? Mook gang. Mook gang. Sometimes the, the good people win, like the, uh, the Shining Path. Who? Yeah. Mook's original inspiration is the fucking... Yeah, no, I like I like this just like people's will that Moog's original like yeah my great grandfather Mako from the Ukraine free territory. <laughs> Technocratic liberals, to their credit, understand that global problems are increasingly complex, requiring increasingly complex solutions. But they're no, un- they don't. They're That's un- the big fucking problem, you dipshit. <laughs> unable to says the the message that things are complicated. And how? Okay, why why won't people understand this complicated message? Yeah, I really why like won't listening. Pe- I really like listening to fucking Davos every single year, where these people just jerk each other off. Or what they do with uh, what, what was the refugee thing at the World Economic yeah, Forum? Yeah, where pretend like, like a they day crawled in the life on the floor yeah, yeah. in order to understand what it's like to be a refugee. These people have no fucking idea what's going on in the world. Like they, Moonkang, sorry, like you're a pimp when it comes to to some shit with like just being a boring loser, but. We will use you to fight Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I'm, I'm only going to use you for your for, for your special abilities of what you've harnessed yeah. here in 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 the uh, in the Abendland. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use you like a Karibo and then use monster replication. Then you are straight to the monster's graveyard. We're going to use your perfectly smooth brain as a bowling ball to roll a perfect strike. <laughs> Let's get a test of that brain. A little taste. Yeah, well, this is the idea that like technocrats are the the ones that understand things. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, God, fuck him. This is exactly the problem that people have. Even our cat (laughs) right now to to defend our opinion (laughs) on this. Good job. This is, all right, so now I'm quoting from another article from him. We'll put both in the show notes. This is from the Hedgehog Review that goes more in depth into his book and pulls out some. Tasty quotes like Just this one. Beautiful. The Hedgehog Review. Yeah, it's. I didn't. I was. Is it like a libertarian website? <laughs> 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 oh shit! Hedgehogs are cool. It's a. It's an. Ac- it's a. It's a. Sonic fan slash. Not, not magazine. Right? <laughs> journal, journal from the University of Virginia. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Known for their hedgehogs. Yes. Known for. Um, I was about to say it sounds like a college paper, but yeah. okay, fair but enough. But I think it's professors or whatever. Anyway, the point is this, this choice quotes like this one. <clears throat> Today, citizens may not be inv- invested in the outcomes of debates on public policy, as they as they are on who gets voted out of the Big Brother house. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, the big br- is Big Brother on the air. He's calling. He's calling himself a hipster and, and watching Big Brother. I don't know. How, how this disqualifies him from commenting on what's going on in the world now. <laughs> he's, 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 I think he disqualifies. It's probably still on the air capsule. in some country. Let's get his uh, take on the uh, on the 2016 election in the U.S. I really, Trump. I don't want to hear this, Rob. You're like you've destroyed for, your brain for the first time in history. The, the first oldest, time ever. most powerful democracy in the world. No, it's not. elected a president what? who openly disdains basic constitutional norms. Oh, God, like that's never fucking happened before. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Generous reading. He has acknowledged the fact that the U.S. is the world military power and has total control. Because surely he doesn't mean democracy with the most amount of people in it because that's that's india you fucking rube you can google that in five seconds yeah i i uh. i 
I don't know where to go with this quote. I'm I'm thrown for a loop. One because <laughs> I always get kind of irked with people talking about the U.S. being what I'm assuming, and I don't think that I I, I took Kieran's uh, uh, take. Uh, what is it? I took the quote differently than than, than Kieran took it. Yeah. With it that everyone, I guess, in Europe who's a centrist assumes the United States being like the gold standard of democracy. And as an American, um, that always really personally bugged me because it's a system that, that is just like Byzantine in its structure. Yeah, and, that- and it always gets ranked <laughs> of like when it comes to like democracy ratings, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is like what we're, 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 we're going to compare everything to. And you're comparing it to like, I don't know, like, I don't like, like if you're to compare operating systems today with like Windows 95 or something like that. Like it is not a good democratic system at all. No. Like I think every European democratic system is far better than the United States is. Well this is this is an interesting thing cuz like yeah, that's probably what he meant by the comment, but that's like a comment that he's making to an American audience. Yeah, which is because, just to jerk them off. Yeah, it's to jerk them off because the actual opinion of Europeans is they're all are is, dumb. Yeah, their system is shit, but they have nukes, so what are we going to do? Yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> You, we answered that exactly, but I just wish that that political scientists would just be more because even in lectures in Europe, you have this idea, and given it depends on where you go, but the institute that I went to was much more you know U.S. focused, and mm. it was still in the sense that the U.S. is the gold standard of democracy, especially yeah. after 2016. That, that that always got like like you know drilled into your head of like the problem. With the U.S. isn't that the U.S. is, you know, a horrible fucking society Mm. with, you know, good people, obviously, not to, you know, discredit them, but that their society is fucking cancerous and it's – that isn't the problem. It's that people just don't understand how good the democratic system is, which is absolute bullshit because – it's gerrymandered to fuck. It's yeah. got two parties. Like, the, the Most world is like economic inequality and like since the fucking Gilded Age currently yeah. in the United States. Like it's not a fucking more people s- in prison than Stalinist Russia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pimp moves. But they'll <laughs> all they'll all look at that and either just you either have to completely ignore it or you have to then admit that that is what you want as democracy, which in my opinion is bullshit. So Moonkang. Not impressed. Yeah. We know get, you can be better, Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Go back get, to your Leninist stuff. Yeah, let's let's get a little taste of uh, what he prescribes in this dire situation. Oh, mm. I'm so curious. Prescriptive maybe, maybe who politics. He looks up to. Yay. Uh, going on in the outline piece. I have a feeling who this is going to be. Munch's prescription resembles the nationalism light expounded by centrists like Hillary Clinton and former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair. Hey! Warn him later. Like well, Clinton. I wonder if Munch <laughs> has ever spoken to Iraqis in his life. <laughs> like Clinton. Munch advises a, quote, strategic retreat on immigration policy. A streamlined process for identifying and removing immigrants who pose a security threat will help to calm rather than fan ethnic tensions. Yeah, remember when he was like, he's like, left the SPD and made some moral stand? Dribble. <sighs> <sighs> this, is, this is not good, Munch gang. Come on, do do better, yeah, do actually, better. But this said, no, he actually had a different opinion uh, when he left uh, SPD. He said in this interview, this was for 2018, where he um, changed uh, changed his, his view on nationalism. Where he nationalism. becomes like a quasi white nationalist. <laughs> he changed his view on nationalism, and this is from actually from 2018, where he finally. 
Yeah. Admits that Germany is the purest country <laughs> in Europe. Well, no, like, it sounds like he's having the, like, moments that a lot of Irish Americans had where he, like, I, I, I'm bringing it back to this. Good. Yeah. Where, like, okay, Jewish person in Germany, all my sympathy. But then he moves to America and is like, oh, we're white here. Yeah. This changes things. <laughs> now my whole outlook is different. <laughs> Yasha Munk, March 2nd. This wins the internet today. Oh, <laughs> ah, can I have cheeseburger? <laughs> Another thing that they all fucking do is they care about opinion polls. Like this Nate Silver shit so fucking much. And Nate Silver did the one right thing because literally everybody else in 2012 was like talking about we got uncucked the polls. And like saying like, yeah, it says Romney's behind, but he's going to win anyway because I said so. And Nate Silver was like the one person who said like, yeah, if you like aggregate and like look at the trend, then this is probably what will happen. And he was right, and everyone was like, well, he's, "He's a genius!" It's like this, like like he just discovered fire or something. Like, he's yeah. like we have to listen to him. And now, like since then, I mean, 2016, the polls and in Brexit and a lot of things is like the polls are often wrong. And boo, no, incorrect I mean, take for incorrect. Not take. to give Nate Silver like that much credit, but he, he like on his little 538 chart, he had Hillary with like a 66 percent chance of winning. Yeah. Versus like the other ones which are like 99.999. I bet my life savings yeah, on it. It's yeah, just yeah. mindless. But, but then like, like, okay, so. But it's just gotten worse. Nate Silver is now just a dumb pundit because pundit, he's so, because he's popular. He's like, fuck it. I'll just do monk gang shit. No, like, uh, no, sometimes Nate is like hilariously correct or like. It's like, Nate, mm, Nate, you see Nate recently said that he thought Bernie would have won. Yeah, I mean, which is like pissed off all of his audience, which is hilarious. But a lot of them is like. This is real Munking. So Munking is now just any dumb, uh, <laughs> dumb pundit shit that we're just gonna call Munking. So but like, okay, so Karen's actual contentious point here: the Brexit polls were a hundred percent correct. Yeah. It's just that people do not know how to read polls. Yeah, just, this has always been consistently yeah. the truth. Because like, even the fucking right wing was like. Um, all those polls that said like oh the chance of Hillary winning was like 99.99% all the right wing was just like oh you fuckers thought that Hillary was going to win with 99.99% of the vote it's like that's not what that fucking poll meant but like there's this one I can't even find it but often he tweets like mm, now these new polls. The, these new poll numbers are very interesting they say that only 25% of America would support a socialist Therefore, we can't. America can't go socialist. The the numbers are there. <laughs> this, yeah. This, this, the populism is ignoring the data. The data is there. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Okay. So there is like. Okay. Okay. Like there is like there is like shit. Lib does not understand how like polling works, which is they just take the latest poll and run with it, regardless of what it says, rather than looking like. They don't know what a margin of error is. <laughs> they don't know what, like, how maybe questions can be leading or biased or, like, it's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, Americans won't support a socialist. Or, like, when the question is, would you support a socialist? <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I got my first poll question thing um, in the U.S. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And actually, no, two. And the, one of them I just hung up on. The other one I actually, like, tried to answer. <laughs> oh, shit. Then... Fucking cold calling. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So one was just, it asked, we're going to ask you one question. <laughs> it's like a game show. Yeah. This and summer. It, it was like, it was like, 
yeah, is the like, zoo crew calling you? Like Phoenix's very own classic rock station. Yeah. We have one question. This summer, how do What's you intend favorite? to vote in the local congressional? What's your favorite Zeppelin song? <laughs> Answer from these three. <laughs> no, it was when like, the levee breaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Uh, no. Um. No, I got one when I was in the U.S. and it was just like. Do you think police have a diff- uh, have, have a dangerous job? And I didn't even answer because I'm like, that's a like, what am I gonna say? No, like, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> they fucking puss, like they fucking suck. But I think the police suck. But at least like I can at least acknowledge that. Then like, yeah, like maybe their job is like more dangerous than most other jobs. But I'm like, not gonna answer yes to that. Like, being that's like fucking- a head of hr and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly it's like compared to what compared to my job yeah sitting behind a fucking desk yeah like police do have a more dangerous job than that but i'm not gonna like we love our cops but <laughs> enforcement yeah so like the big one that always gets fucking skewed which i find is like the question i'm always most interested in is like how questions around the european union are asked because like it's often like do you support the european union that's one way of phrasing that question no. okay do you, the other way that it's phrased is like, do you think the European Union has been beneficial to your country? No. Okay. <laughs> but I'm saying like, you get radically different answers. We love you, our Euro Union. <laughs> if you ask these like different fucking questions, and these are the kind of people who don't understand that like the way you phrase this question like matters dramatically on the fucking answers you're going to get. <laughs> All right, this is, this is my dumb bit. <clears throat> A fascinating new poll today. 86% of respondents said they are done with fake friends. A whopping 97% of respondents said they are done with trauma. So clearly, uh, an anti-trauma, anti-fake friends coalition can solve the crisis in America today. <laughs> Listen to the data. I agree. <laughs> Munking. Munking. But the biggest fake friend, Maduro... Yeah. A leader of a socialist Hungary. I'm losing. Yeah. I'm losing track, guys. Don't tell Munk, uh, any of the populist academics about fake friends because they will just say like, "Yeah, they are fake friend to the people. They think they're their friends, but they're not." Yes, actually, that is a hundred percent of their analysis of socialism. That's their yeah. analysis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we read? Yeah, I'm. I'm down for some for some knowledge being dropped um. on me. <laughs> we need to domesticate nationalism, Munk writes. Ooh, nationalism that's a, that's a horrible idea like for a Europe, You're beast. Jewish. You should know this. As long as it remains <laughs> under our control, it can Ooh. be of tremendous use. First of all, that, that's the most supervillain shit I've ever heard. Oh, fucking hit. Punish me, Zaddy. What the fuck is this language? <laughs> domesticate nationalism. Yes, we need to put nationalism in a collar and hit it real hard. It's just so what good. Hello, I am Yasha Monk for PragerU, and here's... <laughs> <laughs> Not enough people talk he about just, domesticating that. He just loves Obama and Clinton and Tony Blair and is like, yeah, they're the, they're the real nationalists. I love them. Yeah, except for he doesn't fucking realize when this reaches a European sense, he's going to be fucking killed. Like, straight up, <clears throat> like... No, no, if we put Tony Blair as God Emperor of the European Union, he's just going to murder, like, all the, like... No, no, well, yes, but also, <laughs> like, teenagers wearing hoodies. That's another big aspect of who he's going to murder, yeah. Uh, let me be clear. If you like your folks, come on, Shaft, you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's good. But seriously, like, come on, like every and anyone who studied like not even studied just like read one book about modern European history knows that this fucking is, does not work. <laughs> just look at 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 at, at uh, Victor Orban in Venezuela right now. Like, <laughs> Visegrad oh, is definitely God. the uh, the fucking rogue member of the. Um... No, I fucked that up. <laughs> it just, oh. Oh, it's, 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 it's give bleak. us more it's quotes, bleak, man. Give us more quotes. More oh. Moon Gang. More Moon Gang. <clears throat> These are the vines. Well, okay, first I should say Moonk cites Barack Obama and French President Emmanuel Macron. Successful president. As exemplars of this, quote, inclusive 99% nationalism. 99% approval rating. Don't look at the polls. <laughs> Everyone loves. They dance in the streets yeah, Vin- to celebrate Emmanuel <laughs> In yellow vests for some reason. See, Vinu, the Vinu- color of his party. <laughs> <laughs> when you uncock the polls, Emmanuel Macron, the, the French people, they love Macron. He is mm. bringing the jobs back. Yeah, is he? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> now that was a real quote for a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Okay, sorry. This is this is like peak Moon Gang mindset. You ready? <clears throat> All right. True victory would Ooh. be that the Republican Party would transform itself. It already did. Perform itself. It did. And that when we run elections in 2024 and 2028, oh, it will. They are between a center left with a real vision about how to improve people's lives in the center right that accepts all Americans as equal citizens and that it <sighs> abstains from racial dog whistles. Do you know what's really great about politics is when none of the parties have any material differences between each other and we all just enter into fucking sham Maoist elections. Long live Mukang. <laughs> this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. This reminds me of that... That podcast you sent me, Kiran, that I was getting so pissed off about because all these people, these remainers were like, what about the center right? How do we build the center right again? Oh, my God. No, okay, the center right doesn't The first half of that up. podcast was good. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, they, all they want, they don't want to change anything. I joked about it before that, like, yeah, they think we're so close. And if you would just give us a little time, everything will be perfect. They love the system. They're elites. They just love that, like, you know, Meghan McCain goes on TV and just, like, cries. They're those elites that you have to listen to. You're just stuck with it. Chelsea Clinton, Meghan McCain, this fucking, the fucking smegma, the smegma of empire that you're just stuck with. They're just there. You can't get rid of them. Pure, pure Pure. smegma. (laughs) (laughs) The purest smegma tears. Um... Yeah, the uh, I'm just saying uh, words that have happened, and their and their idea like what is they don't even understand populism because what do they think populism is? They think it's when like Robert Mercer gives Steve Bannon a million dollars to buy a castle so 15 incels can plot how to reconquer Estonia. Like they they can't even they don't understand cool the world. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to this new Estonian caliphate. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, shout out the Teutonic Knights, <laughs> the OG caliphate. The like, Mongols did nothing wrong. <laughs> like, uh, well, we were talking about kind of like with last week when people are so confused about like, how is the Republican Party the way that they are today? And I always have to kind of go back as like, have you not listened to Rush Limbaugh ever in uh, the last like, what, 30,000 years that he's been on the fucking uh, air? It's really, it's really there- funny. It's really funny because I was listening to, I was listening to this talk about a guy who was talk- like basically saying that Trump was kind of like a very inept politician because he hasn't really accomplished anything like the jobs are coming back. Yeah, yeah. But like we love them. But he's like 
He was guys, talking about how, he was talking about folks, how, folks. Yasha Munk. He's he's this great guy. He's getting he's getting more and more recognition. You know, he really he's he's really brilliant. You know, European Jewish, very smart. You know, he he understands us. He understands us. Nationalism, it's good. <laughs> but like, it's a very interesting thing where all he had to do to point out that like, because he he this guy was talking about how everyone thinks that like. Oh, Trump is this weird aberration in the Republican Party. He's like, all right. And then he just lists off the previous Republican presidents. Or he's just like, all right. Ronald Reagan. George Bush the first, George W. Bush. Trump. That trajectory is pretty fucking clear. <laughs> like, Oh, God. There is no center right. And the center right in the U.S. are Democrats. Come yeah, on. No yeah. Gang. There is a very clear and strong center right in the United States, and that is the Democrats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! That's what they want. They want their little Tea Party forever. They want this the the center right to have a real vision. They want the center left to have a real vision. This they want the media to negotiate, and that's why the fucking media has to be the linchpin of this whole populist critique. Is because the media sees themselves as the proud fourth estate, telling these important truths and like you know speaking truth to power. When really all they do is fucking bowl over themselves to get the interview so that Donald Trump can like spit on them while he's talking about while he's just screaming about something and that they can be the special one to tell that fucking child what's his name Philip Umtor that he's like a very impressive handsome young boy that's it (laughs) that's all the media does not to mention that the US media system is horrible and whatever but what is him going just balls deep into political correctness and identity oh, politics? Yeah. I, I mean, this, 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 oh, this, this oh, is just oh, a little good, good. He also, uh, this is again from the outline, he condemns political correctness and identity politics as losing propositions and lamenting that under uh, that American undergraduates are taught disdain for our inherited political institutions. Good, but that's not what they're taught. <laughs> they're taught, folks. It's not what they're taught. It's what a lot of them are arriving to the conclusion of. I wonder why that's happening. Um, Jesus Christ. Of course this guy's going after identity politics. He's just a shitty comedian now at this point. <laughs> sucks so bad. Come see me do comedy. <laughs> I mean, okay. There's two things. There's two main takeaways that I have from, from all this shit. The first is, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to even get, like, too lib on this because, but, like, Everything he's like he and the other the Hedgehog Review article goes into it in some depth. Like he's not this whole idea hung of, up on of liberal Hedgehog Review. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> I should stop. It's not How right. does it not just review the newest Sonic games? I'm so upset it's by a lovely this. Lovely little Hedgehog. Um, <laughs> Sonic Heroes was lacking a lot of long play replayability. But like it's a fundamentally extremely conservative vision about who can run things this very narrow band of people everyone else i mean it's it's like the all right <clears throat> moon gang let's get this bag moon gang but moon gang. it's not only writing and speaking gigs that have kept moon busy i'm going to this episode with that boom gang song called boom gang i hope you know in that. march 2017 tony blair woo woo funneled 10 million pounds count them 10 million from his foundation Ooh. into a quote non-party platform called renewing the center mm. to how to re- kill more afghanis and no one blames you <laughs> no, for it I got a, a non-party platform of renewing the center 
Why? How dare I give my money to the party I'm associated with? It's like, maybe it's radically changed from the position it was in when I was the Prime Minister. Tony Blair's Association for Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> why do we, why do we take it seriously still? Like, what, like, I'm sorry, you're, you're from the country closest to this, <laughs> this, this horrible, horrible place that is the UK. No, no one does. It's just people who write articles still love Tony Blair, but the entire country fucking hates him. So, renewing the center. This is to be run out of Tony Blair's eponymous Institute for Global Change. And he hired who? Munk to oversee it. Nice. Renewing the center is the newest of the Blair Institute's four pillars, which also include coexistence, <laughs> Sorry. governance, uh-huh. and Middle East. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> How is that a pillar? <laughs> Middle East is my pillar. <laughs> All right, Tony Blair mindset. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, is this a three pillar strategy or is this? Because I'm only seeing three at the moment. And one of them is Middle East. The other two are just abstract concepts. Middle well, East is here. two words. So, <laughs> oh, okay, one one pillar. Is okay, <laughs> here is Tony Blair. Welcome back. Remember the four pillars. First, renew the center. <laughs> you cannot have a left and a right if you don't have a center. Two coexistence that's self-explanatory three governance <laughs> what i, I say goes <laughs> what does that mean it does sound like youtube shit like remember the four pillars guys <laughs> like, like good government. Maybe, maybe tony blair pickup artist would maybe they know, this like, is like a w- i think that they need no no, no sorry 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 back to the idea that then islamism is destroying europe they need five pillars <laughs> <laughs> God, no. That's all I got for Yasha Munkin. Was this is some weird translation when he, when actually he meant like column, like the fifth column? <laughs> <laughs> like Middle East. It's like, oh no, Yasha, stop it! But what the <sighs> fuck is this? I mean, wh- Tony Blair talking about the Middle East is never coming. <laughs> no, yeah. but it's just so weird that the Tony Blair Institute of Global Change for Tony Blair is yeah. like, it's just going like completely acknowledging what I am. It's like, welcome to our four point program of coexistence, renewing the center, the Middle East, and fucking governance. <laughs> governance of the Middle East. How about we try that? Coexistence with not Muslims. Yeah. <laughs> and that has been my talk. Because they stay in the Middle East, obviously. Yeah, obviously, which is shrinking. Uh, I'm beat, guys. Do we have any final thoughts on populism? Um, uh, yeah, I do. Shit. Go for it, dude. Um, this shit's cool. Um, <laughs> sign me up. It's pimp, actually. Yeah. Um, all I know is I scored very high on the populism <laughs> spectrum. Um, I want more. Uh, please send me the newsletter. Put uh, me in the veins. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But on a serious note, uh, this is complete bullshit, as in what uh, Moon Gang is talking about. Uh, the only alternative is socialism. If you want to call it populism, you're a fucking bitch. Your name's Yasha Munk or Mr. Mud. And um, I'm not having that. And it really pisses me off because you just muddy the waters, no pun intended. <laughs> Uh, for actual change to happen that isn't just complete batshit insanity, which is neoliberal centrism, which that's all this comes off to me. Oh, yeah. is that this guy yeah. is just is read Fukuyama twice 
You know, <laughs> I give him a little bit of credit there that he read. Uh, uh, maybe he already still threw a little bit of, of Samuel Huntington, which is completely outdated. You know, garbage. What if Carl Mudder's uh, nine books that he has read already? He just <laughs> read <laughs> Fukuyama. Fukuyama and Huntington just and Huntington over and over and over again. again. I, I sorry, I sorry, I buried the lead. Cass Mudd and and y- Yasha Munk have beef. Oh damn! Cass Mudd thinks uh, thinks uh, Yasha Munk's whole style is chump, and it his is. and his methodology is bad. Yo, oh. then so I'm fucking Cass, yo, Cass Mudd. we're fucking we're fucking team Mud over Cass here. Cass Mud, big dick player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, straight up, huge fans. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a big, big fan again. of the shiny Ooh. boy. I, I, I would be 100% behind this guy if Nick hadn't said Mr. Mud, and now I'm imagining <laughs> Cast Mud as Mr. Mime. Mr. Mud. <laughs> <laughs> back to Pokemon references. Of course. Yeah. It's always back to Pokemon references with me. Uh, but, yeah. I mean... Yeah. But, no, I mean, like, like there is... The, 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 the thing that I always kind of get from this is that this is just, like, as you said, Tony Blair gave, what, 10... I say billion, ten million years, ten million pounds <laughs> from his own pocket to his from his own fucking pocket of genocide to then prop up fucking dipshit Mister uh, Moonkang. One pound for every Iraqi. I <laughs> yeah, <guess. literally. laughs> Tony Blair on Instagram on Instagram. Uh, Tony Blair on Instagram Live. <laughs> Moonkang, whole lot of gang shit. <laughs> Just, <laughs> <laughs> He's got that fucking off. dog face filter on or something. <laughs> 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 but... Like this just comes down to the, the to the simple bullshit that then like the ruling class really wants to keep their shit. They find these young dipshits who apparently... Uh, speak Ooh. to our generation Since who don't. Since he was a kid with his little suit and roller backpack, he just wanted to be a public intellectual. Literally, yeah. He There's wanted to be Germany's ideal of what it is to be a roller backpack kid. <laughs> and that just fits hand in glove with the ruling classes, like, yeah. MO. Just yeah. a match made in heaven. But you can be like me, score perfect on the on the populism test and not be a dipshit. Yeah, you know, Stan Hugo Chavez nonstop. We were all show. We, we all uphold Chavez, dude. Long live the Bolivarian Revolution! All right, you guys were all tarnished by your fucking Yank blood, but I got Pablo Iglesias. Fucking respect, Podemos. Puss. <laughs> Fuck you! I'll fight you in the street. <laughs> what did we learn today? Guaido is a bitch. <laughs> Dork. Victor Orban is the true leader of Venezuela. <laughs> 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 so fucking dumb. <laughs> oh god, the world is shit. Fuck, this is so fucking dumb. I I still feel like this all started because the media was not willing to call fascists fascists, yeah. and yeah. now we're left we with this. Now we're left with this, and the oh god. The other, the other aspect of populism that's really fucking shitty or like using the word populism to describe certain people is that you immediately just like concede the point to them that everything they say is popular will. Why would you describe your political... Which we support. We support popular will. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, why would you describe your enemies as having the support of the people, you fucking <laughs> yeah. idiots? Exactly. It gives away the whole game. They're exactly. like... Anyone who... Anyone who uh, disagrees... It's like they're really like not trying to admit that they're like, undem- like undemocratic and holding on to power. It's like, anyone who disagrees with us, uh, the people are rising up. That That's the only reason, you know, anyone would disagree. 
Yeah, no, it, it's yeah. so it's so stupid. I don't get it. It's just like you can't. You've picked yeah. the worst word for this. You can't unconvince an English-speaking population that populism doesn't have any link to the word popular yeah. or population <laughs> or like. Yeah, na- you know, naturally the people would disagree with us. Obviously, I mean, yeah. if, if you agree with the people, I mean, that's 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 but it's, that's dumb shit. The language you know? is so fucking patronizing. It's still just like. I, mean, I just can't get over that de- domesticate comment. I just can't. <laughs> I, th- I think you guys hit the nail on the head that the whole idea of populism is a mystification. It ignores, uh, like, class struggle. It ignores that there's, um, like, it ignores that there are actual parties with material interests because it wants this, like, fiction that there's, like, a principled center left and a principled center right that are both, you know, will get together and talk nope. and work through <laughs> things. It's just, it's wrong about all those things, but at, at its fundamental level, this liberal democratic idea, it's not liberal, it's very conservative. And you can see that in every center left party that just immediately just bends to the, the right wing because they don't actually have any principles of their own. Um, like, like one thing that really stuck with me is this whole idea of like technocratic democratic liberal democracy. Because I like, there was even something that, that went, that went kind of viral of some Dutch guy talking about like, yeah, you know, we need people to like, instead of being bankers, they should try to find the cure for cancer or things like that, which on its face is, is good. That, that's what people should do. But we've had that whole talk in, in, in the U.S. at least. What that led to is just everyone trying to be like a tech person and then just like trying Learn to, to code. get rich. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get rich in Silicon Valley because an individual can't challenge the system themselves by just going into the right in- right industry. They can't do that. The whole system's set up like that. And this the fiction that if you just got the smart scientists and academics and in a room that they would like now, now they'd be able to run things. Plan it's the just economy, not true. perhaps. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean that what, got great in the 1990s. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one of the examples that sticks with me is I think even one of the things that says, yeah, we need to stop climate change. The scientists fucking know climate change. The scientists say you need to radically like change. You need to end capitalism and radically change society. The reason that that techno- that that te- that's technocracy. I've ever heard of it. The reason that technocracy doesn't take place is because it's not a technocracy. It is capital itself that that is like oh, okay. The science says this. They, they don't give a shit if it actually challenges capital. Just just shout out Melty Brains. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Kieran, brains shout melted. out Melty Brains. Yeah, thank you so much for letting us use your music. It's um, always a fun time here at the Cornish BT. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's it. Uh, Moon Gang, whole lot of gang shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, tune in next week where we uh, discuss uh, uh, how Turkey is the true inheritor of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have an uplifting episode next week. This is yeah, this yeah is we bleak. do like really. <laughs> I don't think that's on us to be honest. <laughs> I think the world boom needs gang, to... boom gang, boom gang, boom, boom gang, whole lot of gang shit, bitch. Boom gang, whole lot of whole lot of whole lot of whole lot of gang. Ooh.